Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. The last time I was in there, last month, I've known this woman for a while now. She knows what I do for a living. Okay, but she she said, I, I have to admit, I've never listened to your show. That's actually fairly That's, normal. She says, no, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to it. And the next time you come in, I'm going to tell you what I think. Oh, what'd she think? Well, we got to the end of the appointment, and she didn't bring it up. And I said, so did you. Did you get a chance to listen to the show? <laughs> yeah. And she goes, yeah, I did. I did. I did. <laughs> Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five-minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sorry, Shavaka do. You want a shot? The guy is drunk. Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. we got a big program today. All the news and notes you need as we go inside the NFL at 348. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. In the 4 o'clock hour. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game this week, Bone? A little uh, fall trivia. It's going to be, I think, 90 tomorrow, right? Or just about. Pretty and hot. Then- 10 degrees. And then it drops. Yes, we're going to drop. The bottom falls out on the temps, from what I'm told. By all, I, We got a lot of meteorologists around here at the station, so I like to, you know. Not as keep many up as we the, used to. We still got a lot of them, and I like to keep up with what's going on with the weather. And so I saw it's going to get a lot cooler at the end of the week, and then I noticed, oh, it's, it's actually the first day of fall coming up a few days away. So perfect timing. So we'll do a little fall trivia, a little crispy crisp in the air. I know you love the crispy crisp. Oh, I love crispy crisp. Love it. The smell in the air. How would you know that? You don't go outside. Well, in the morning time, I do. What do you I do walk, outside? I walk from the car to the McDonald's. Oh, you go in? No. <laughs> you did Although I, I do have, and I've, I say this every single year, I'll say it again. And all these drive-thrus, they want to make everything beautiful. I don't care. First of all, give me good service. Give me what I ordered and give me good service. I don't care if you, your restaurant looks like a shack. Just give me. I didn't know what you were going to say there. Relax. I'm a professional. Got me going. I was a little worried. I don't care what your restaurant looks like. Stop planting flowers by the drive through speaker. It is folly fall time. The bees know it's over for them. And I've got ornery bees every time I roll down the window to order my fat ass lunch. Yeah, I, I don't, don't need it. I, you know, I, I love nature. I am a nature lover. Nature should be in its place. Right. That, that's a bad place for the bees, quite yes, honestly. Don't eat them over there. Stop planting flowers there. We don't care how they look. We want to order our food without bees trying to get in the car and sting us. I like how we have trouble, because that's a thing, right? They've said bees are, are on the decline. It's bad for nature if Not bees are I'm down. Banging. They're all around all the time. Well, what I'm saying is it. I like how the, the only co- coherent plan I've seen to save the bees is build more Tim Hortons drive-thrus. And then let's put a little uh, little flower pot at each one. I no, guess that's what we're doing now. I don't want it. Can I have another thing? Yeah, go ahead. You can have as much as you want. What are you talking about? It's Tuesday. Well, no. It's not Reaction Monday. Tomorrow, so. 
is Wild Card Wednesday. Oh, right. I forgot. Tomorrow is when Tomorrow. we actually can just derail at any time. So, you but know I'll, what? I'll do that anyway. I will permit you to derail today anyway. With the, uh, with the Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. I've been going to Chick-fil-A the last couple weeks. Yeah. Only because the Wendy's here by the radio station is so inconsistent. They are the worst Wendy's in the world. I have like a 10% success rate. That's amazing because I, I, I don't go there as often as you. But every time I've gone, I hear you and Tim complaining. Oh, Tim, Timmy has given up on this location. I have given up on this location. Every time I go, I have like, other than maybe there's a wait just because there's a line of people because it's lunchtime. I've never had an issue with my order. But oh again, I don't, I don't go as often as you. So I'm just waiting for the boom to drop. I like how you're you're shaming me too. It's I'm like not shaming. I, I don't eat the fast food as often no, as you. That's not you know, it. I'm nature T bone now. I've lost a hundred pounds and you've gained it. <laughs> that's not what I'm doing. I mean, I am eating more food that I bring, but I still go to Wendy's when I can. I, right. I have a lot of things I like. This there. is how it goes, by the way. This guy next to me, and I'm proud of him, uh-huh. has lost a hundred pounds. Oh, well, thank you. And I had somebody say to me the other day, it looks like I sucked it out with a straw. From you and put it right but into why, me. Why can't why can't I just whatever is happening with me happen with me? That wouldn't be fair if you lost weight and then they were like, Yeah, well look at this idiot. Like, no, I don't we don't need to do that. There's no need no, to compare. What I'm saying is the show always needs to be the same weight. <laughs> <laughs> so if you lose it, I have to gain it. Well, because wait, I know no, Ted's wait. not going to do his part. No. He continues to shrink over there. That's what's going to happen. I will. If I keep losing weight, which is the goal, I'm going to keep on going. If you lose some weight, then Ted's suddenly going to be walking around like uh, Mama June. Old Mama June, not new Mama June. Is there something wrong with you too, Ted? I mean, you... You keep losing weight. You're starting to look like, you know, castaway Tom Hanks when he's been on the island for a while. I'm maintaining weight. So You're not maintaining weight. Yes, you, you look smaller. Ted's in a, Ted's in a maintenance. Oh. He's in a maintenance phase, oh. right? A maintenance phase yeah. that's lasted your entire adulthood. My wife is upset or concerned about my bony, uh, like, collarbone. Yeah. And yes, uh, she's like, some weight. You, need a, you need a sandwich. But my weight doesn't go there. It goes to my stomach when I eat. Mm, so I see. You know. That's because you're not eating enough. If you eat <laughs> enough, it will eventually go there, my friend. It'll round out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's, see, now my wife, and she's very happy that I've lost the weight, but she is, she's, you know, I've said, you know, I got I to gotta start doing a little weightlifting. And she's like, yeah, you probably need to start doing that. And I said, why do you mean? She's like, well, because you're getting the little flappies underneath your arm. Well, it's, it's now I'm loose getting, skin. I got loose skin now, and I don't, have the, I don't have the tries. I'm not sitting here like Bobby Carpenter going over to the Ohio State workout facility at 4 a.m. and doing three hours of just straight well, weights. Well, you know what, though? It has nothing to do with working out. Anybody who loses 100 pounds is going to have loose skin. Yeah, I know. But then, like, that's uh, – so now that's the next phase is I got – but I don't like lifting weights. I've never no, liked the next it. Phase is I've you, never liked you it. You lose a little bit more weight and you get the skin removal surgery. Well, that's I hope which maybe. I have been told is like the most painful thing ever. Oh, then I don't want Good that. Good luck with all then that. I don't know that I want that. Well, maybe you do because sometimes you get so much loose skin mm. that the neighbor kids start camping under it. <laughs> and <laughs> like a little lean to where they traps, prop a stick up. It traps a lot of bacteria. I know it well. Under yeah, there. it can. And that's so. I maybe I need to call doctor now. If I like, does he take? Does he take anyone who didn't do his diet plan? You lost a hundred pounds. If I lose, I'd have to lose like a hundred more before I'd even think about that. I mean, that's that's a long ways away. That's not going to happen anytime soon. Can I? Can I be the person who goes with you? Yes, to the appointment. If if we get on the show, look at this guy. Is he the enabler? (laughs) (laughs) I I guess. 
<laughs> yeah, that's probably, well, I mean, at some point. Well, then again, Ted the other day is enabling because he's like, oh, man, McDonald's sent us some cheese danishes. Get Here's some how danish. it works here at the radio station. When and I first started doing this show, the only things we got sent to us here at the radio station were like sports books. They'd yes. send it in the mail. They'd yes. say, hey, read it and talk about it on the show. I never did it. I don't read. I'm not reading the you books. You listen. You listen to books but, being but read now, to you. No, I'm like Kanye. I've never read a book in my life. But now, at this stage in our careers, we're like the test idiots for all the new fast food items. They send us everything. McDonald's, they just introduced a cheese danish. So they send 20 cheese danishes over here and say, tell us what you think. Whenever there's a new burger item at one of these places, they always send it here, tell us what you think. And of course, I don't refuse it because my philosophy is if I didn't pay for it, it has no calories. My scale does not agree with that philosophy. Your scale, yeah, I mean, scale's the ultimate truth teller. But at the same time, we don't want to see food go to waste. No, and we work. That's disrespectful. We used to. I mean, we still do work with a lot of radio guys, but you know, our schedules have all changed after the last few years. People got more comfortable working at home, so like the second people are off the air here, they're out the door, like they're gone. And so we're the only because all the TV people aren't touching it. They're all TV people. Well, Rothman and Ice don't eat anything. Well, that's true. So and like they eat nothing that comes. It's in. like they think they are on TV, even though they're not. But like, yeah, Maddie Ice is every day. He has a, a like a giant bowl full of broccoli, and he comes out in every segment. He after every commercial break, he goes out and gets a little broccoli, heats it up, eats it like a rabbit, and then goes back in and does the show, and then comes back out and does broccoli time in between. And and I respect it because I'm on the journey. I'm trying to get to a place where I could just eat. I'm not talking broccoli with. A bunch of butter or some cheese sauce on it. I'm not talking. I'm saying just straight broccoli, homie. Just no, he supplements all broccoli it all with, the time. He'll snack on almonds. Oh, that's right. I forgot. But he the has almonds. a certain. Well, first of all, he calls them almonds, and I didn't know what the hell he was talking about for like two weeks. He's like, "Yeah, I snack on almonds." What right? The hell is an almond? He eats oh, almonds. He eats. Yes, he eats like livestock. Like he eats like vegetable steamed. I mean, they don't get but steamed on the vegetables. I never see this, but he tells me he eats like 8,000 calories a day on Saturday and Sunday. I respect the hell out of that. If you can do it, I can't do that. Like I've tried that where it's like, yeah, I'll be real good throughout the week and then I'll cheat during the weekends and my cheats more than make up for my good eating in the week. So now I just try to eat like a normal amount every day and hope it goes down a little and it does. But no, I, I wish I could get to the point where I just bring in a thing of broccoli because it's cheap. You just steam it up at home, bring it in, heat it up all day, and then that's that was what you ate all and day. And I believe him. I believe him that he eats like an animal on the weekends because he's. it's not like he's a skinny guy. Yeah. He's not losing tons of weight. He's just maintaining his weight. Well, yeah, but he's a straight, like you can tell, he's he's got muscle. Like he goes to the gym and actually puts in like, he does, I, he has to do weights. There's no way. Well, he I has mean, to be put in He's also weights. in a different stage of life. Yeah, yeah. Be. I he's mean, he's out worried. there. Coleman for Poon. He's trying to get some action. You know, when you said that, I got the idea of a person on a beach with like one of those little beachcomber things where yeah. they're like, beep, well, beep, and then it gets louder I mean, as you find, right, like that's what I started I just thinking. read a story yesterday about how STDs are running wild. <laughs> I mean, he's out there. He's in that world. Gotta be careful. Yeah, he's please, gotta worry anyone, about anyone that. Who's out there, be, be careful. Take all precautions. Well, you know, you kept just, people away from each other for a long time, and now they're yeah, getting together and they're asking it. less questions. I <laughs> what is that, a Dungeness? I don't care. Let's do it. 
Why? Uh, why, why do you have you, Captain Sig Hansen in your pubes? Why did you go right to one of my top three fantasies? Dungeness? How did you pull that out? Out of nowhere. Don't ask about the other two. One of them involves Vacation Bible School, and we don't need to go into that. All right. Just we are going to talk about Monday Night Football. Ryan Day was talking today also about Dungeness crabs in his underwear. <laughs> so we'll talk about that. Buckeye's getting ready for Wisconsin. That's the cartoon that needs made. Dungeness crabs coming to Nickelodeon. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Okay, some slow traffic to watch out for. There are some delays on I-70 eastbound between Mound Street and Route 315. Plan on some backups in that area. And more delays on I-70 downtown split westbound between the 71 east split and the 71 315 west split. This traffic report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Your burrito prayers have been answered. Taco Bell's double steak grilled cheese burrito is back with that juicy steak smothered in nacho cheese with a three-cheese blend that's grilled on top. At participating U.S. Taco Bell stores during limited time only, hours and participation vary. Double the steak claim as compared to the steak quesadilla. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I haven't met Carly Smith, but she sounds nice. Yeah, she does. She sounds too nice for this profession. Yes, for this profession, for this workplace, for really everything we've got going on here. Well, when they first, you know, teach you how to do radio, as only losers can do, because that's when you grow up and realize that the only people teaching radio are the losers who couldn't make it in radio. They always tell you, smile when you're talking, because they can hear you smile. Yeah, I heard I, I heard her smile. She was smiling. I did hear her smiling. But I also think that's because she's on TV. And she, on TV, this is my problem. When I've, the limited amount of times I've done TV, the notes I've gotten back are, you looked like you just wanted to kill everyone in there. And I'm like, well, no, I was... No, you didn't look like a lunatic smiling at everything. Well, no, but I didn't have... I just had... My resting face looks kind of mean. And so I apparently... Because I don't... I don't have to emote when I'm doing this. I don't... Hey, everybody, how's it going? Like, I'm not doing that here. I'm talking like I do. And apparently... that look to you. My face doesn't do a lot of movement outside of just, you know, if I force it to. The first time I met you... My first impression was nice guy, but probably a white supremacist. Wow. That's... You just, you had that look to you. Well, thank God you were wrong. But that was. Was I? Yeah, you were, you were Stop very Stop showing wrong. me your Proud Boys You're... ID card during the break. <laughs> Proud Boys. That's not... <laughs> that just told all me right. to be happy. That's all. Uh, no. Monday night football last night. Bills blow out the Titans. Eagles looked good against the Vikings, who did not look good. Let's start with that first game. Uh, Titans are dead. They're finished. Yes. Their winning they, window is closed. But we, oh, okay. I thought you just meant this season. It's like, no. right. We, we kind of thought this team wasn't going to be, at least I did. I think you were the same way that we didn't think this team was going to be much I, this year. I didn't, but you know, they, 
They're still paying Ryan Tannehill a lot of money. They still have Derrick Henry there, who was useless last night. And I don't know if that's a product of that offense is so bad, and there's no threat of them throwing the ball down the field, or if Derrick Henry just has lost it. He's not the same guy. It it could be a little bit of that. I mean, certainly he didn't look nearly as effective as he has, but it also might just be everybody in the league knows let Ryan Tannehill beat you. Do not let Derrick Henry beat you. But they knew that last year, and still he was beating them. I know. I mean, they're giving him the ball 35 times, and the first two games of the season, he's been largely ineffective. Yeah. This is, it's, it's a problem for the Titans, but I also didn't expect them to do much. However, that all said, I do think the story also needs to be a little bit about how just the Bills look like the best team oh, I'm I've there. ever seen in the NFL they, they through look, two weeks. They look fantastic. And right. We're, we're seeing such bad secondary play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess the other side of that is there's a lot of talented offensive guys in this league. But I'm watching Stephon Diggs last night. Stephon Diggs had 14 targets for the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. The second most targets was Dawson Knox with five. Meaning you know that Stephon Diggs, he is the man, and, and Josh Allen wants to get him the football as often as possible. How do you lose Stephon Diggs in coverage? I can see getting beaten by Stephon Diggs because he's just better than you. I can see Josh Allen making a great throw and beating good coverage. But how many times watching that game last night was Stephon Diggs just wide open because the secondary lost track of him? How is that possible? No, it it makes no sense. Now, I I believe Stephon Diggs to be as good as any receiver in the league right now. He is, I think, incredible. Um, just to put in perspective what you're talking about, he had 10 catches, 128 yards, two touchdowns. The receivers for the Titans combined last night, 10 catches, 105 yards. All my, by stats, himself. my stat sheet says 12 for 148. Oh, yeah, you're right. Three Actually, touchdowns. you're right. You're right. That went up. I forgot. Yeah, I'm looking at it like a in-the-game stat. You're right. That actually went up <laughs> even further. But through two games, 20 catches, 270 yards, four touchdowns. Like Pretty he's, good. He's ridiculous, man. Guy's great. Now, does that mean the Bills are just a lock to get to the Super Bowl? We have seen this. We know how this goes. You can be the best team in the league through the first six, eight, ten weeks of the season, and it doesn't always pan out that you end up making it to the Super Bowl. I do feel like somewhat for Bills fans, as much as I am, you know, <laughs> I understand that there are a lot of Bengals fans listening. I'm not trying to root against your team either necessarily, but with the Bills, like that's a group of fans that probably deserve to actually get a championship. If any group does, right? Been through a lot up in Buffalo. Plenty of opportunities. They've gotten real close. This this is a team I wouldn't mind seeing them eventually get a Super Bowl win, but I don't I don't think that's I don't know that that's a guarantee right now. They just well, look like right. it's, it's the best chance they've had since the early nineties. They're not giving out trophies through two weeks, but if you were, you'd give it to the Bills. Oh, yeah. That's how good By they far. look. They and great. they got a ton of off-season hype, and most of the time we hear that, it never plays out. So far through two weeks, it's playing out. Uh, Eagles, we had some off-season hype about them, and they're 2-0. and They look good last night. Jalen Hurts, I saw people talking today. Has he erased all the doubters? No. He's had a very good two games, but I don't think we're ready to look at Jalen Hurts and say, yes, I know he's going to be the quarterback for the next 10 years. At least I'm not. He's been very good. Oh, yeah. I mean, he did something yesterday. I want to say the last guy who did it where he had like uh, over, was it 150 or 200 yards passing through the first half and two touchdowns rushing. And the like last person to do that's name was Michael Vick. I mean, it's, it's, he had an impressive performance last night and he is off to a really good start. 
it's a it's a long season, and we'll find out if defenses adjust to him and and figure him out. But he has looked pretty incredible right now through the first couple games. Going back to that poor secondary play, and we're seeing it in every single game, not just long touchdowns, but just busted coverage where guys are running so free down the field. That pass he threw, I think it was to Quez Watkins, is that his name? Yeah, Quez Watkins. Where there yeah. was no one within 25 yards of him. Yeah, it was. that's bad, right? And and that's a, that's a bust for Minnesota because I expect their defense to be pretty good. The problem that I've had, and in week one they looked great, but I had my concerns before the season. Maybe it will be unfounded. Maybe this is just a bad game for them, but Kirk Cousins still is that guy. And I don't mean in a good way. I mean he's the guy that everyone has thought for years. When the spotlight shines on him, it does not go great. And when his team doesn't pick him up where they had some drops, they had some some plays that did work. Yeah, and, he's and not he the had, type of guy that can go do it again. No, he he's not the that's that's why I, I I'm higher on Joe Burrow, you know, maybe than some people are. Because Joe Burrow seems like he can have a bad three quarters and then his fourth quarter is ridiculous and it almost, it, or does, save the game. So if he could ever just have the full four quarters, which he has in his career, and he looks ridiculous. But he has the ability to pull himself out of whatever funk he's in when the time comes. Kirk Cousins is not the guy who can overcome some bad plays, whether it's his fault or not. That If, if it's not rolling perfectly for that offense from basically the first drive, then it's going to be a long day for him. And he threw some picks that were indefensible. Now, maybe it's partially because of him. Maybe, you know, I know his receiver stepped up and said part of that was on them too, but you read the they body were, language. They were some bad throws. You read man. the body language on the sidelines. It did not seem like in the moment that a lot of receivers thought that's, yes, that's on me. I don't, I don't think Justin Jefferson totally thought at least one of those picks was on him, even though after the fact, it's like, hey, it's on all of us. We got to get it corrected. Now, that looked like that was a little bit on Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, as a starter in the National Football League, is 2-10 on Monday Night Football. Now, is that just bad luck? Or is that a guy, when the lights are on, he just doesn't show up? Yeah, it's it seems like that's been the concern, though, his entire career, right? Right. I mean, it's not that, a new development. Right. And I, I, I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. He's still probably top half of the league quarterback. But do you think the Vikings are winning a Super Bowl with this guy? No. No. So that... Unfortunately, that's the kind of measuring stick we're at right now. He's going to have he's going to go down and have a very long, good career in the NFL, but a career that was marked by some moments like this where you're in the big spotlight and it doesn't work out. The NFL continues to generate huge numbers. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some delays to watch out for. Traffic is slow on I-70 eastbound between Mount Street and Route 315. Plan on some backups over there. And more delays on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by Discover. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. Talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Only an array with fan traffic. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And from every dime a dog night in the Midwest. Because he's Here's man and bone. Happy Tuesday. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports. Here on the fan. Were you pointing at me? No, I was pointing at Ted. Oh, I just see a lot of pointing. I was pointing at Ted. I was pointing. Ted's, Ted's pointing, pointing at you. I'm pointing at Ted. Everybody's pointing. Let's point at the TVs. Those are on. Uh, the NFL continues to do huge numbers. CBS late NFL window for the uh, four. Was it 425? Is that when they kicked this game? I believe so. That well, anyway. it would be any of those four games, right? Usually between four and four thirty is when they kick those. Mostly, though, this is the Bengals and the Cowboys because that was what was shown the majority of the country this past weekend. That drew twenty seven point three eight nine million people. That is again for those who don't look at numbers often for television ratings. That is staggering. It's not like it was week one. We're now on to week two. This is not like it was the final weekend of the season and all these playoff implications are there. It's not like it was Tom Brady's return. I mean, you had one of the starting quarterbacks that's the big star of the league not even playing in this game. Of course, it doesn't matter because it's the Cowboys, right? Yeah, but, they're going to draw a number. Yeah, I'm just saying like this is a a ridiculous number to get for a weekend where you have playoff implications or or... Big time upset potential or some kind of off the field storyline. Yeah, this is just on week field. two. 27.389 million people. By comparison, by the way, college football business is A OK. Yeah, they're doing but great. The number one watch game in college football this weekend was Penn State Auburn on CBS. Four million. Right. That's the number one game in college football. Four million people. Well, what was the number that we had for Ohio State Notre Dame? It was ten million, I think, or so. Thereabouts, ten, ten and a half million, something like that. Yeah. So two, two and a half of those is what that Bengals Cowboys game. Did. Think about that for a second. That's the first game of the season. Had all the hype. Right? Had all the hype coming. Legendary into it. programs. You've got, according to the numbers, the two biggest fan bases in the country mm-hmm. in Ohio State Notre Dame squaring off in prime time. And yeah. that drew 10 million people. And that's a good number. That's a great number. For college football. Rando 425 spot, week two in the NFL, 28 million people. It's unlike anything else in society that we have as far as what people watch. Well, I'll take it back. There's one thing that has brought people together more than the NFL, at least in the U.S. and probably everywhere around the world. Did you see the number for what the Queen's uh, funeral did? No. They are saying, they being the people who count the numbers around the world for television, that the Queen's funeral, that part of the broadcast, not the entire day, just that part of the broadcast when the funeral was happening, 5.1 billion people tuned in, watched, saw a clip of it, clip, something, while it was either streaming or live. This was not like later on they went back and watched it. This is... The people who they estimated have tuned in is over 5 billion people. How do they judge? First of all, there's 8 billion people in the world. Yeah. No, they're How do saying they judge it's like that? 60% of the world at some point. Watch what? Like 10 on. seconds of it? Yeah, watch a portion of this broadcast, which let's say it was less than a minute that a majority of those people watched. 
You still had five billion people looking at anything. Well, any one real. thing. Maybe I it's know. the fake numbers they're about to roll out for Amazon. Oh, already, Kyrie? Are we on the conspiracy theory for Amazon? Is this, that what's happening? This is all just very suspicious that it's taken so long. It's Tuesday to get Thursday numbers out. Yeah, that it's is taken I, so long. I agree with you. That's and now weird. the Amazon people internally are talking about how great it is, and it's going to be bigger than twelve and a half million people. If any company, I'm not, I am not conspiracy theory guy, but if any company had the leverage to sway numbers either way, wouldn't it be Amazon? Well, let me ask this question. What would they be doing to sway the numbers? Because they're the ones who vol. I mean, they didn't have to sign up for any of this with Nielsen, right? I mean, technically. Well, they, they, they did if they wanted to sell advertising. Okay. But I'm saying, like, do they need... They want to sell the advertising because that's part of the business model. But technically, Amazon could take a loss on this for 10 years and still be fine because they're Amazon. This is just what they do. They they clearly want to show they're being legitimate. It would really undercut what they're doing if they just immediately out of the box were like, 32 million people watched, you know, like in some number that makes no sense. Now, I don't know if it'll be as low as, you know, some of these. I thought the thing with the preseason where they're like, only 1 million people watched. Ooh, what does that mean? It's, it means it's preseason football on a streamer. That's what it means. I don't. I don't know. We just talked about how a a rando NFL game on a on a Sunday, granted with the Cowboys in it, but a rando NFL game on a Sunday got twenty five, twenty eight million people. It would make sense that the only game on Thursday night, if you wanted to watch it, might get above five, six million. Now maybe it won't get to this twelve million number. Yeah, that I think that's about. a reasonable number. They're yeah. saying over twelve and a half. Exceeded well, our expectations. That might be some internal posturing. So then later to the people that they that work with them, they can say, yeah, well, that's because they have to count it like this. But when we count the way we count, it's this. Like, I'm sure they're trying to add some positivity to whatever's likely to come out, which is probably going to be bad news. They're probably trying to get ahead of it and say, our numbers show it's actually going to be better than you think. And then when they're not that good, they can say, yeah, well, okay, they're measuring like actual physical people. We're measuring like the idea of people and some other thing they'll come up with. They'll put a number out that sounds better. I I would guess, given what we're hearing, it's somewhere between like seven and nine is my guess because of how initially it was like, it's so low, they won't even be able to break even this year. And then now Amazon's like, it's higher than 12 million. It's probably around seven to nine. And then that's that'll come out. People will debate the number. But ultimately, that's probably, that would seem about right to me that a lot of people would be able to find it because they just want to watch the NFL. That's how powerful the NFL is. For what it's worth, Buckeyes in Toledo got just over 3 million people, 3.048. The second most highest rated game, even though it was a blowout, was that big nooner on Fox. With Oklahoma and Nebraska, 3.4 million people. It's generally those afternoon windows that, oh, draw, yeah. that draw the biggest numbers in college football, yet we still have this mystique about night games in college football. And oh, I, I don't get it. We're getting another one this I know weekend. And it's even better, too, because the Buckeyes are going black. Going over a they're, blackout. They're wearing the black helmet. It's going to be a blackout. We got to have gimmicks. It's not good enough that we're opening up the Big Ten schedule. Wisconsin's in town. We got to have gimmicks. That's fine. Whatever. Now, I'm sure all the five stars will be there ready to sign on the dotted line because of the black helmets. I'm not. I, I Again, every time we bring this up, people are like, why don't you think those black helmets look cool? I think they look awesome. I think that uniform looks great. I love all of that except for this one problem. Your Ohio State. You don't need to do that. You don't. You don't need to do it 
when you're playing another school that wears a variation of red. And then that allowed, technically, I don't think they will. That would technically allow Wisconsin to roll in here with their, with them being the, you know, red team, whatever their version of red. I forget what they, if they're crimson or however they phrase that. It's called drunken red. That's <laughs> what they call it in Madison. It's called Barry Alvarez says there's nothing else to do except get drunk. No, but that whole thing, I just don't understand. You're Ohio State, wear your scarlet and grays, and then let everybody else who comes in do their like, You're yeah, above that. to hype ourselves you up. You are heritage. We're going to do some goofball uniform because we got to show you that we're ready for this game. Fine. Let them go that route. We don't need you. We don't need to have a blackout for Wisconsin. Wisconsin needs to have a blackout when Ohio State goes there, right? Yes. The lesser schools in the Big Ten should do that for when Ohio State rolls in because it's like, we got to pull out all the stops. Ohio State pulls out all the stops by putting their team on the field. That's how I feel. But again, their uniforms look cool. That will get a lot of people excited. I understand all that. There are a lot of the, you know, under 35 crowd that very much enjoy these uniforms, and that's fine. For me, I don't necessarily need them. I'm not I'm not screaming mad about it. It's just more of a you don't need to do that. I don't Alabama doesn't need to do it. Ohio State doesn't need to do it. There are schools that just don't have to go out with gimmick you uniforms. You are the Yankees. Embrace it. You are the big bad evil for every other program. You, for Ohio State is what's wrong with college football. For a lot of other fan bases and a lot of other programs, embrace it. That's right. Look like you. When you run on that field, they're intimidated by you. They don't care about what you're wearing. You don't have to try hard to intimidate people or look cool. You're Ohio State. Yeah. Let's go. I mean, again, it's 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 like the prime steakhouse in town. It's like, hey, tonight only two for one coupons. It's like, but you're no, the, you're the big time steakhouse. Right. Charge people seventy bucks and right. smile at people. People come there for a different experience. You don't need to do the gimmicky stuff that the other places have to do because you're the big time. You're the best of the best. Well, what's next? Prime oh, rib over here. That's what we are. Prime rib. Inside the NFL, all the news and notes you need coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You are going to find some backups on 670 westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is beginning to build in that area. And more slowdowns on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Plan about a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by RumpkeCareers.com. Rumpke is hiring CDL drivers. Earn $1,400 to $1,700 per week with a $5,000 sign-on bonus. Paid CDL training available. Apply at RumpkeCareers.com or stop by the career fair at Rumpke on Fields Avenue every Wednesday from 11 to 3. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. Only in array with fan traffic. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. These two probably should have stayed in their basements. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Let me tell you what's coming up tonight on The Fan. Buckeye Show at 6. Two big hours of Buckeye conversation. Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's inside the crew. Oh, your favorite team. Oh yeah. Nine o'clock. Cleveland Browns preview show. Mm. Your second favorite team. They're, both of them are doing so well right now. It's the Haslam block. 
starting yeah. at eight. It's good. Then They're, at ten o'clock. Yeah. Jimmy Haslam is a special guest. Oh, on perverted. You hit him in the head with a bottle. Yeah, don't do that. And he gets erotically listen, charged. Listen, listen. I am not a Jimmy Haslam fan. If you've not uh, picked that up, don't like him. Not my guy. Don't throw things at people, even if you don't like them. How about that? How about what about, what about money? Can we throw money at people? Why would you throw? What do you mean? Why would you throw money at uh, him? James Arden says you got you throw money at people all the time. What do you they mean? take their clothes off for you. Throw money at people. Oh, I. <laughs> I was like, what if people- Jimmy Haslam takes his clothes off for you? Well, I mean, then depending on uh, what I see, maybe I'll throw a little cash his way. You know, he's probably hurting for some scratch after all that money he paid to Deshaun Watson. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's probably hurting him in the pocketbook. Inside the NFL, let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones Inside the NFL. Brought to you by my friend Dick Masheter Ford. Open 24-7 at MasheterFord.net. Bone. Yeah, uh, Zach Taylor was talking about the issues they've had on offense for the Bengals, and he said that their guys, they know what they need to do to get on track. Uh, He told Jeff Hobson of the team's website, there's a confidence here that you can't just manufacture. It's an earned confidence, and our guys know we'll get it right. So... He says everyone's confident. Everyone okay. feels good about it. No That's fine. problems no whatsoever. Problems. Don't worry about it. Uh, meanwhile, Jason Pierre-Paul, if you've missed that, he is uh, a free agent back in March and has not really had any interest. However, there are a lot of free agent visits that are now occurring to teams, and he's one of the guys who's taken visits here and there. Uh, visited with the Ravens in early June. They did not sign him at the time. Now he's back in Baltimore as of today, according to Tom Pelissero. 33 years old, spent the past four years with the Bucks after eight years with the Giants. Of course, you remember he did have a uh, injury involving a firework in his hand. So that hasn't limited him, though, throughout his career. He's been able to play through other injuries, shoulder injury as well. Three-time Pro Bowler, two Super Bowl rings. Don't know if they're going to want him in Baltimore, but at this point, probably couldn't hurt with your defense. Maybe, uh, maybe tighten that up a little bit. We'll see. Buccaneers, meanwhile, they're likely to sign Cole Beasley. Uh, He had been also kind of on the free agent block looking for somewhere to go. He's initially going to sign with the Buccaneers practice squad, but he'll be elevated, that too, to the active roster soon. Uh, Tom Brady had been pushing to bring in another veteran wide receiver, and he apparently was involved in the decision to sign Cole Beasley. Now let me ask you a question. If Cole Beasley comes in, hasn't had any practice time with the Buccaneers so far, will Tom Brady still take Wednesday off? Probably. Or will he come in and work with his new wide receiver to get comfortable? No, Tom Brady's saying, I got I to gotta take off uh, right. Wednesday. Okay, that's, that's part fine. of his deal now. That's part-time lover, do. part-time quarterback. Got that's it. That's right. Uh, Bill's corner, Dane Jackson, who had a scary situation yesterday uh, during their game on Monday Night Football where he had a collision with Tremaine Edmonds, and that caused him to have to be transported off the field in an ambulance. However... Uh, Bills announced that he had movement in his extremities before he left the stadium. Further tests and evaluations were done at a local hospital. Those tests went well. And Mike Garofolo of NFL Media reports that Jackson has been released from the hospital and is continuing recovery at home. Uh, all indications, according to Garofolo's report, are that Jackson avoided a serious injury despite how bad the hit looked. So that yeah. is, that's good to see. We hope for him to have a safe recovery. I know that's a... Dangerous sport. We watch these guys play every week, and occasionally those collisions happen, and they are tough to watch. So glad to see that he at least has made it out of the hospital and is able to recover at home. Uh, We'll see what else happens with him the rest of the year. Meanwhile, Frank Reich, he's defending his quarterback. Sure, the Colts lost 24 to nothing to uh, the Jags on Sunday. That's kind of what they do when they play the Jags, but 
Matt Ryan wasn't good in that game. Sacked five times, fumbled once, didn't look great. Frank Reich said, hey, that's no problem. He said, protection yesterday wasn't our best effort. He was under duress a number of times. There's still mistakes that he made that we all make, but I think overall, listen, I understand how the quarterback position is. You're really dependent on everybody else there. I could not be happier that he's our quarterback. Okay. He's an elite leader, and I really believe he can be an elite player in this offense. So, all right. I mean, you could be happier, though, like if his name was, let's say, Peyton Manning, and this was 2005, right? You could be, like, let's not pretend you couldn't be happier with who your quarterback is. You're just saying you still support this guy, but just say that. Don't say I couldn't be happier. Yes, you could. If you you don't think if Pat Mahomes walked in and was like, I'm playing for the Colts now, you'd be a little happier? The newest game show, Sweeping the Nation, called Who's More Delusional with Frank Reich and Zach Taylor? Everybody's feeling like they can just fix the problems. Nobody's nobody's, nobody's worried about anything. It. No one's worried. Shocking. Now it's only two games in, Mike. Why would you worry? Even though there are massive issues that seem to be cropping up. Uh, meanwhile, Cowboys owner, general manager, and guy who loves him some glory hole, Jerry Jones, thinks Dak Prescott may surprise some people with how quickly he's going to recover. He said on 105.3 The Fan, where he has a standing invite every week to talk to the radio station there in Dallas, that it's too soon to know for sure when he'll get back on the field, but possible that he could play in week four and only miss one more game. Not if Cooper Rush has anything to say about it, though. Right, Teddy? That offense is humming now. Yeah, my guy. Yeah, yeah. there you go. They're going to bench Dak for Coop? No, Coop? no. No? no think let's so. not go that far. Okay. No. Got a funny. huge game coming up, Teddy. Huge game. Giants. Undefeated Giants. That has to be Monday schedule. Night Football, right? Uh, you're right. Well, it's the Cowboys and Giants. It's, it's always yeah. in a national window. <laughs> they don't have a former Cowboy who's now calling games on Monday nights, do they, though? Because that would be really convenient if that was what was happening. Let's <laughs> throw that in there if they can. That'd be good. Uh, you want one more? I don't care. Well, then, no. I'm not giving you okay, one more. Okay, thank you. I mean, I can. No. I ask. Nope. Okay. Nope. Fine. Denzel Ward, your guy, mm-hmm. takes responsibility without actually taking responsibility. Details next. I got 10 seconds. What do you... I said you want another story. Yeah, because then that would be two minutes and... Oh, okay. But see, now me explaining that I have 10 seconds, my 10 seconds is up. Good job. Now I can break. Way to go. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. A true professional. Watch out for delays on 670 westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is beginning to build in that area. And more delays on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by Indeed.com. Summer days getting shorter and business to-do lists getting longer. You need Indeed. Their all-in-one hiring solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates all in one place. Sponsor your first job and get hiring today by visiting Indeed.com slash credit. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. If Biggie Size was a radio show, this would be it. This is Common Man and T-Bone. 
Happy Tuesday. Rapid Fire coming up at 434. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game this week, Bone? Today we are doing all about fall trivia. So have a little thought on things of the fall. Maybe some pumpkin spice latte trivia. Who knows? It's all there. Uh, Real quick, we were talking earlier about the numbers for the people who watched things. And I brought up the funeral for the queen. Yeah. 5.1 billion people. I forgot to cite who reported that. That was the BBC. Well, I would think. I mean, I would think they would know. But then again, you're right. They're vested. They got a bias I, I, I don't a little understand bit. Understand how there's eight billion people on the planet. You tell me, over five billion people. They said the roughly sixty three point two percent of the world's population uh, watched the funeral in some capacity. They are not saying it was all all hours of it. But it's a, it was a long funeral, to yeah, be clear, right. too. And it was streaming, so people were checking in on that. So whatever. I, I believe it was probably the biggest one of the biggest numbers we've ever seen. I do think of that, yeah. Okay. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for that. What did I tease for you? Oh, Denzel Ward, your guy, mm. former Buckeye, now, of course, plays for the Browns. Browns did not have a very good ending to that game against the Jets on Sunday. One of the inexcusable plays, because there were many, was Corey Davis getting behind the defense and scoring a 66-yard touchdown in the final two minutes. It was busted coverage. It was embarrassing. You got players looking at each other on the field, playing the blame game. Here's what Denzel Ward said to Mary Kay Cabot of The Plain Dealer. It wasn't my coverage, but I'll take the blame for it. Okay. That's not exactly taking... <laughs> It's not taking the blame where it's like, yeah, it wasn't my fault. It, ha- sure, it has me. to be someone's fault. Because I've heard Grant Delpit say like similar things. Where it's like, hey, man, I'm not going to point fingers at my teammates. Oh, but you it's are. It's someone's fault. <laughs> like if someone says, hey, who blew that coverage? It's like, hey, don't don't think you're going to get me to tell whose fault it is by blaming one of my other teammates, like one of the other guys in my secondary. I'm not going to do that. And it's like, but you, you are by saying that. You're not saying, yeah, uh, you know what it was? It was me. I messed that up. Uh, I could have communicated better with everybody else. So I'm going to take the blame for that. It ends with me. That's that. Now, maybe it's not Grant Delpit's fault. Maybe it's not Denzel Ward's fault. It has to be someone's fault. It has to be one of their faults. Yeah, I'm going to blame. They're on that side of the field. No, I'm going to blame Joel Batonio, who wasn't even on the field. He's an offensive lineman, but I'm going to say it was Joel Batonio's fault because he said something today. He was talking a little bit about things. And so maybe it's his fault because he he said something. Denzel Ward said he was playing the flat and cover two, had coverage on the tight end, Tyler Conklin. But Ward added, it's an easy fix. You mean guys not blowing their responsibilities, an easy fix? Yes. We know it's an easy fix not to let guys run wildly uncontested (laughs) down the field. We know it's an easy fix. That's kind of why everybody was mad about this all was that it seems like that's one of the baseline basic things you should do as a defense, especially in that situation, is there should be someone who's aware of anybody going deep. That's mine. I'm going to go take that one. Instead of both of you looking at each other and going, why didn't you go get him? Why didn't you go do it? So yeah, there's there's no... We're two weeks into the season, and you've got that disagreement happening in the media. We've got the Miles Garrett stuff happening. Oh, no, 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 no. Are you not being supportive? I, I, I'm not, actually. You better not boo, because if you boo, you're part of the problem. I heard Ben Roethlisberger say that on his podcast, too. Oh, good. Ben Roethlisberger oh, said it's not fair to boo Mitch Trubisky. I just want to point out, players have never been paid more. 
Fans have never been charged more, but damn it, you shut up. Yeah, you don't have any right to like express your frustrations with epic failure. Or, I mean, again, the Mitch thing, they're just saying, we want the backup quarterback, which, by the way, you drafted a guy that is a hometown kid, at least played at the hometown university, and they're the hometown fans are like, we don't like what we're seeing well, out that's, of the, that's the, the thing. first guy two weeks in. If you're going to be bad, which you are, yeah, be bad with the inexperienced guy who can then learn on the job. That That's a logical thing from those fans, right? But, yeah, to get back to Miles Garrett for a second... He said that was the most that was the most disappointing thing. Am I wrong? I'm pretty sure his quote was hey, Teddy, pull up the Hang quote. on, here, I've got it. Oh, okay. It's not, not most, more. But of the two, he's saying because someone asked him about like how disappointing was that ending, and he said the more disappointing thing was the booing at the end. Oh shit. We don't want to see this crowd, you this stadium. Blew an epic lead. We here's we don't want to see this crowd, this stadium give on up give up on us this early. We want to see them completely behind us. They were until the end of the game where you gave up a two touchdown lead with 90 seconds to go, Miles. That's that's when they did give up on you is after you gave up on you, after your defense gave up on the fan base and let in two touchdowns. Now, I realize you're saying, hey, we didn't want that to happen. We were trying. I think everyone is aware who was booing you that you wanted to not do that. Don't you think that, Mike? I think everyone was aware when they were like voicing their frustration and booing that. They knew you didn't want that to happen. Intention does not matter. But it did happen. Who cares? And you're paid millions of dollars for it not to happen. We are there to see results. And when what we pay our hard money for, or spend our time on, because quite frankly, time is worth more than money. Oh, yeah. How we spend our time on, we get sucked into... We we got a stupid Cleveland Browns preview show on at nine o'clock tonight here on the fan. Yeah. Why? There's a, well, there's an hour of time where they're going to be talking about the Browns and previewing what's going to That's what happen I mean. this weekend. You're, you're people have, care. People care. They devote their time to it. They think about it all week. And then you see something like that and people want to vent their frustrations at the millionaires who allowed it to happen. I'm not saying throw a bottle at Jerry Jones or throw a bottle at Jimmy Aslam. No one's saying that. But we can't say boo now. Oh, I didn't know Miles Garrett was a head coach in the SEC. <laughs> you're either with us or you're against us. Right. Get yeah. out of here, dude. Play your game and shut up. It's well, it's very frustrating in this case of I like I don't have any problem if Miles Garrett wants to say something about fan behavior that's bad. Like again, throwing a bottle at someone, something that could cause physical harm, that's that's no good ever. I don't care who it is, I don't care how much you don't like him, you don't throw stuff at the at, at other players, at owners, nothing none of that. That's no that's not good. I don't understand though when you have an epic collapse, one of which that has not happened in over 2000 plus NFL games, and the last time it did happen, it happened to the same stupid franchise. Fans who might have been in attendance at that game before Miles Garrett may have ever been, I don't know if it was right before he was born or around the time, but my point being like, Miles Garrett wasn't of age to watch football the last time that happened. There's people in the stands at this game who were at that game or who were aware of that game and saw that happen too. And those people said, I can't believe I'm watching this. Boo, that sucked. You suck today. It doesn't mean you suck forever. It doesn't mean they think you're not no, worth means, your contract. It means you suck right now. It means today this sucked. That well, is the forum. Yeah. I mean, eh, whatever, dude. Like, 
I don't think, I don't know what music Miles Garrett likes. I don't know where he goes to spend his off time. I know he's like a big nerd. He enjoys Comic-Con and stuff like that. But I assume, like, there would be something that Miles Garrett would really look forward to that's maybe not football related that he would go pay money for and then be disappointed in. Now, maybe he personally wouldn't boo, but I guarantee if you go to Comic-Con and they announce like, hey, this big you know, star of these Marvel movies is going to show up and they're gonna, Robert Downey Jr. is going to come out here and talk to you for a little bit, Iron Man. And then he shows up, doesn't do any of the things he said, basically berates the crowd and then leaves. People would boo him. Even though they may like all the things he's done before, in that moment, they'd say, that's not good enough. That's not what I came here for. I don't like that. That was that sucked. And Miles Garrett, you have to understand that for a lot of fans, when you give up a two-touchdown lead at the end of the game, that's what that felt like to those fans. I don't, I don't think there should be any condition on the fans don't have a right to express their frustrations verbally with a boo or a this sucks or get off the field or we want the backup to come in and play for you. That just comes with the territory. I'm sorry. Broncos coach Nathaniel Hackett says he needs to do a better job with clock management. Uh, more delay of game penalties. They weren't getting the play in. They were at home this past weekend. So it's not like they were dealing with unruly crowd noise, anything like that. It got so bad during their game with the Texans this week. The fans in Denver started to count down the play clock. <laughs> To make sure the Broncos knew when to get the snap off. Because the plays were so late getting in. Yeah, I mean, that's a that seems like a problem. Here's right? what For Nathaniel Hackett had to say. In a first-year situation there, that's not great. We've got to make sure our, our, our communication is clear and concise. I need to do a better job making decisions faster and quicker and getting that information to the quarterback. It's got to improve. Now, look, they're 1-1. One one. They won their game against Houston this week. They, of course, did not look good against Seattle. But even though they won this week, the offense didn't look good. You went out and you got yourself an offensive guy. Nathaniel Hackett slash Joe Hackett from Tom Nevers Field. He is an offensive guy. Four people got that reference. I apologize. You went out and spent a lot of money on Russell Wilson. They're expecting better results than this. Right? Yeah, of course. I can see the wheels coming off of this. And fans, you you already heard fans booing the Broncos one game into their season at home. If they can't get this offense right, it's going to get nuts. Of course it is. And and beyond all that, this fan base is not looking at this team thinking, well, hopefully in a few years they'll pull it together and maybe we could make the playoffs or something. Like they're hungry right now to say this. Everything else is right with this team. We all were told this team is pretty great, and all we had to do was fix our quarterback. We went out and got the quarterback, and now it's time to see that deliver. They're not waiting around for this. You spent all this money on a on a high-priced quarterback to come in. You think he's going to be the guy to save the team, or to not save the team, but, you know, take you back to the promised land. So I don't blame any fans at all for having a frustration and looking at this thing saying, hold on, this, is, this coach looks inept, and he already had one screw-up in week one. Now you're seeing additional scrubs in week two. That's that's not good. First two games of the season, they have been in the red zone six times. They have scored zero touchdowns out of those six trips into the red zone. You that's went out bad. and got yourself the offensive genius and spent a lot of money on Russell Wilson. They are expecting a winning team. And just sneaking by the Houston Texans is not going to cut it. The annual game between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State will end when the Sooners join the SEC. Both schools confirm this will be the case. I don't think this is necessarily surprising, right? I mean, 
You're switching conferences, even though you share a state with this team. I didn't assume the rivalry would continue. Well, but uh, yeah, because you're looking at it from the standpoint of how do these things usually happen? How do they usually work out? This is something that if I'm an Oklahoma State fan or I'm an Oklahoma fan, I'm saying, but wait a second, I like this rivalry. That's, I mean, imagine if Ohio State-Michigan went away. I know it's not on the national scale, probably not quite received the same way, but you bet in the state of Oklahoma it is. They they feel the same way about each other as Ohio State and Michigan fans do, right? And And I'm not here to debate that, but I know a lot of people will say that it's even more intense when it's Bama-Auburn or the in-state rivalries between two big-time schools because you have so many people in your office who went to one or the other. You have so many people in your life where it's like 50-50. Not here where it's like 90% Ohio State fans and then there's 10% Michigan. I honestly don't know the answer to this, though. Does it mean a lot to Oklahoma? I'm sure it means a lot to Oklahoma State because they're the second-tier team. But I, when I think of Oklahoma, I think of Oklahoma-Texas. That's oh, what I, I think I'm about. sure that's a big rivalry, too, but it's it's... It's an in-state rivalry game that I I would guess has a lot of history for fans like that. And yeah, I mean, I don't think we we don't have Ohio State fans don't really have anything that is secondary to that. our secondary traditional rivalry outside of Michigan would be what Illibuck? Like well, it's not it's not Penn State. I mean, it, it probably Penn State Penn happened State, in the though. last, but that, that happened in the last thirty I, years. I know, but I'm they're saying on, they're on the schedule every single year. Well, it is now. I'm saying this has more history than a Penn State rivalry, than a Notre Dame rivalry, because you don't play those teams every year. They've played this game for a very long time. And I would just tend to think that would be frustrating for a lot of those fans to see that go away. All right, I got a tease for you. You ready for this? Yeah. Best tease of the day. A fake meat guy eats human flesh. Mm-hmm. How about that for a That's tease? That's up your alley. You don't want to stick around for this next segment? It's going to be a scene, man. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some delays to watch out for. Traffic is slow on I-70 eastbound between Mount Street and Route 315. Plan on some backups in that area. And more delays on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by RumpkeCouriers.com. Rumpke's hiring CDL drivers earn $1,400 to $1,700 per week with a $5,000 sign-on bonus. Paid CDL training available. Apply at RumpkeCouriers.com or stop at the career fair at Rumpke on Fields Avenue every Wednesday from 11 to 3. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The only thing scarier than Bones and Allergies is man's browser history. I'm sorry, man. I thought you wanted to see this. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for this. Are you ready for this? One of the uh, one of the fake meat companies. Oh, yeah. They have several. But one of the big ones is a company called Beyond Meat. Yeah, this is the, it's the not real meat thing where yes. they use like beets or something i don't know what the hell they, they use but some s- kind of veggie you know, burger some people that, say they can't tell the difference right it's like a, just it's like the elevated meat. veggie burger the the newest of the new veggie burgers sure, anyway. has come out beyond meats chief operating officer his name is doug ramsey 
He was arrested this weekend after a physical altercation in a parking garage following an Arkansas Razorbacks football game. Of course. Ramsey, 53, was charged with terroristic threatening and third-degree battery. Terroristic threatening is a is quite the charge. I don't know what that actually means, but that sounds bad. According to the uh, campus police report obtained by the local Arkansas television station KNWA, after a road rage altercation, Ramsey punched through the back windshield of another man's Subaru in the parking garage after the vehicle made contact with the front tire of Ramsey's car. So he punched through the windshield. Wow. He was so upset with this guy because he hit his front tire. Anyway. Wow. Once the Subaru owner got out of the vehicle, Ramsey punched him and repeatedly bit his face. Good Lord. Ripping the flesh on the tip of the nose. Oh, my gosh. The man also claimed Ramsey threatened to kill him. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just go out on a limb here and say that guy is, I mean, I hope his career's over. Well, I don't know. They have not... Uh, Beyond Meat has not responded to request for comment. People are always so concerned about cancel culture. Can we actually get cancel culture to happen to this dude who bit someone's face and like busted out their windshield and tried to said they were going to kill him? Cancel that guy. No, no severance. No big golden parachute as you retire from your CEO gig at the impossible meat place or whatever. No. How about you just. Don't get to do any of that, and you retire in shame with whatever money he probably already has. Probably has a decent amount, I'm guessing. I don't know why. I assume that at the Beyond Meat headquarters, like what's playing over the the loudspeaker every day is like acoustic music, and yes, we're all about not killing the animals and having a wholesome planet. Right. And then your chief operating officer is out eating people's faces. Go Arkansas! Yeah, I guess so. Was he getting some of those bath salts in there? Is that maybe what makes him taste good? Maybe he got some bath salts. I assume this guy was drunk out of his mind, right? Well, either that or he should be in prison for the rest of his life. Well, either way, though, it doesn't matter if he's drunk out of his mind or not. You don't get to go attack someone because you have a minor fender bender. Is what? What is that? The equivalent of what this was basically? He said a guy hit his tire with his car, or just kicked his tire as he's walking by. Well, here's what. Uh, Here's what it said. Made contact with the front tire of Ramsey's car. Oh, well. Maybe the car hit the other car. I'd like it if they wrote it that way, and what it was was this guy actually ran over that dude's foot, and they're like, well, he made contact with his tire, technically, and then he got mad at him. Got out and beat the hell out of him, or tried to, and eat his face. I like how the article pointed out that the other dude was driving a Subaru, too. They're like... (laughs) Just FYI. Well, he was driving a Subaru. Yeah, so. Did he have it coming? Is that what the reference well, I, I, don't I, I don't I didn't hear what the other guy was driving, what Face Eater was driving, but we heard about the Subaru. Yeah, I feel like we need to know more about what happened to this guy who got his face almost eaten off by a guy who claims he doesn't want to eat meat. There's no one who drives a Subaru, though. And I'm talking about an, an SUV. Okay. Not one of the little hatchbacks. Not an Impreza or no. WRX or something like that. But there's no one who... It's like a Prius. You're just, you can't go above the speed limit. It's impossible. Uh, yeah, I don't know that I've ever been driving. Like, you know, it's, man, that, I've you, never been driving here's and seen a line someone you've blow never by said. you. You've right. never said this on the highway. Man, that Forester is hauling ass. <laughs> oh, you've yeah. You've like, never said that. There's plenty of Impresas that are like, that's different. Like a WRX all souped up with the mud flaps on it. Like, I get it. You like rallying. Cool. But you're right. Like anybody, man, this Prius is out of control. (laughs) No one's ever said it.
Trying to think what other ones. I feel like CRVs fit that mix. I don't think a CRV's ever blown my doors off. Yeah. Nothing against Honda. I mean, now, no, like, there's, these there's are all fine of, cars. Yeah, I'd, I would drive all of them. I'll tell you, when I was in Vermont, you know, I love Vermont. I, you do. Love it. You do. But they have harsh winters in Vermont. You got to have something that can eat four wheel drive, well, so get up those hills. We're driving around. And I'm telling you, everybody in Vermont owns a Subaru. Every that's, person. That's good marketing. I, I looked at Kristen and said, I know the car that handles the best in the snow. Must be, right? It's got to be. They all have them. Yeah, I wonder though, like, is it just purely that or is it like, that's the one that handles best in the snow that I also feel like the company's not like total crap. Like, you know, Subaru's done a lot to make sure that people feel good about their brand. You know, they tend to... Right, but is it crap or is it just marketing and branding? Well, no, I don't Maybe think it's they're crap. terrible people. No, no, no. They, and they may be. Maybe they're could mutilating be like, cats right now. Could be like this impossible meat guy, right? Where it's like, hey, man, I'm all about the animals, but you as a human, I will right. eat your face. Hello, darkness, my <laughs> old friend. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't dare touch a calf or a cow of any age. I don't really right, care what I'm it is. I'm going to eat some human's face. Chickens? I let them live. Woo, pig suey. <laughs> going to eat this guy's face. I did. It's that again. I tend to think people in fights have at least a little bit of a game plan, or at least you you may at times have given thought to you know if I ever got into a fight, I think this is how I would react. Did this guy ahead of time say I I will bite someone's nose off if they try to fight me, or is this just what came out of him? Does he have I to now? Know, maybe he goes to therapy and has to work out some issues. Of like, yeah, I didn't really know well, I was not a, like a face eater. He was defending himself. He punched the windshield out of the other I'm saying car. He got so angry, he went in, punched the window, then the person got out and said, hey, why'd you do I that? What. And what is that? Is are you? Is that a real hamburger you're eating? Yeah, goes, I was going to say, no, of all, probably no, the opposite. Maybe if this guy had a real hamburger, he wouldn't act like this. <laughs> he probably needed a real burger. <laughs> Damn it, all I've had are beet burgers! <laughs> Give me a real hamburger! This is iron deficiency. You don't have no idea. I haven't had red meat in six years. I'm going to eat this guy's face! Right, he can't acknowledge because then at work, I'm sure everybody's like, "Don't do you?" I don't miss the red meat at all, and he's like, "No, me neither." You're right; it's it's so much. I honestly don't mean it at all. And then he gets home, and he's like, "I wish I could just eat any meat, any meat at all." And then it, at one point, it just blowed over. Doug, I'm worried about you. Let's go to the Arkansas game so you can calm down. Sounds good, honey. Good thing there won't be like a former coach there who almost causes my team to lose, and I then lose my mind. Who was there? Yeah, right, he was there. That's what I mean. He then gets frustrated by the game. Doesn't go. It's not a big blowout. He's kind of like, ah, I'm feeling conflicted. I don't know how to deal with emotions. I'm impossible meat CEO. I have problems. And so then beyond meat, not impossible. I'm sorry. Meat. I'm not. How dare it's a different brand. Impossible. Yes. Impossible foods and beyond meat are competitors. What if the impossible foods guy, maybe they just had a big sales month and beyond meat is down. Maybe an impossible, impossible meat is guy like, was in the Subaru. Maybe he knew who he was. And maybe that guy, too, is also desperate to eat meat, but he can't say anything. And so they're both like, you know why I'm mad? It's like, yeah, I do. But I'm not going to let you do it. I'm mad. And then they just start trying to eat each other's faces and uh, Beyond Meat guy won. He got it done first. He he wins in the face eating contest. Rapid fire coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Some ramp restrictions. You'll find an injury crash blocking the left lane of the ramp from westbound Route 161 to 270 southbound. There are emergency crews on scene trying to get things cleaned up, but please be very careful. Plan on stop and go delays in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by RumpkeyCareers.com. Rumpke is hiring CDL drivers and $1,400 to $1,700 per week with a $5,000 sign-up bonus. Paid CDL training available. Apply at RumpkeyCareers.com or stop by the career fair at Rumpke on Fields Avenue every Wednesday from 11 to 3. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Dumb is the only language these two are fluent in. You're listening to Man and Bone. Happy Tuesday. Rapid fire coming up in mere moments. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game this week, Bone? Today we are doing all about fall trivia. So some thoughts on anything from pumpkin spice lattes, apples, things like that. To I love fall. It's my favorite time of the year. The crispy, crisp temperatures. Yeah, we got all kinds of stuff in this one. I can't wait till we clear Thursday. We get all this hot weather out of here. Temperatures fall down, start to get some 40s in the morning. Mm. Crispy you, crisp. Now, I know you don't like to go hiking and I was walking just and all say, that. If you want me to meet you at the Metro Park. Really? I will go with you. Really? I will walk with you. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you some good spots. Only where we if go. we go in the woods and have sex. That why well, I figured we'd start there and then go after that. Then you need some time to just kind of decompress. So what better to do than walk it off? Right? Sure. Burn some calories, Bo. Burn some calories. Lots of different ways out there. Teddy, are you in? No. Little three-way man walk? I think I'll pass. Let's go walking. Triple and, dude poop luge? Whoever else, whatever else happens out there, you never know. <laughs> Triple dude poop luge, yeah. Count go, me in on that. Go look at the fall colors. Go look at the fall colors. Don't put that on the weekend show. That's just for us. <laughs> okay. One time only. Good. Good stuff. <laughs> rapid fire. Rapid, rapid fire. Sponsored by Custom Air. Custom Air. Custom Solutions. Custom Comfort. Rapid fire number one. What would you like to see a little bit more of from this Buckeye football team? Uh, consistency. The ability to take the football away. Both offensively and defensively. We saw the offense do everything they wanted to do against Toledo. 77 points. But that was really the first time we've seen the offense click, click on all cylinders. I want to see that again. Oh, you want to see consistency I mean, on offense? Not, I, th- right, I thought at first you meant you wanted the ability to take the ball away on offense. I didn't know how they no, would. No, no, no. I got what you're saying. No, consistency, I'm not, yes. Both sides of the ball. I want to see yeah. consistency on defense, consistency on offense. Not to the fact that, or point, fact, point, I don't Either know. Either way, whatever. You're not going to put up 77 points against Wisconsin. I get that. But you can still have consistency, see consistent drives where it looks like the Buckeyes are doing what they want to do and sticking to the plan. Yeah, I would like to see a little bit more of the defense arriving at the point of attack with some tenaciousness. But like, if this makes sense, a controlled tenacity. I want them to get there, be ready to just knock someone's block off, but not be so over the top with it that you end up 
bypassing the actual objective. Well, that's what Jim Knowles said. Right. I will, like, arrive with force, but arrive effectively, efficiently, and in the right technique to then make the play and not over-pursue. Jim Knowles said it today. He said, guys, when they're going to make tackles, they're trying to blow people up and they leave their feet. Yeah, you got to miss the tackle. Just make the good tackle. And by the way, you make a good form tackle, it'll still look really good on film. It'll look great on film. Rapid fire number two. Which of these winless NFL teams do you still believe in? Bengals, Raiders, Titans, and the Colts. I think all these teams are in trouble. I mean, I'm not willing just to say, oh, Bengals will be fine. I, I can't say that at this point. I hope they'll be fine. If I had to pick one of these teams, it would probably still be the Bengals. Titans and Colts are dead. For me, yeah. they're dead. And the Raiders are probably dead. Just because they... You want to talk about lack of consistency. That is, that's the Raiders. And it's every single year. They can't put it together from week to week. I know. I do feel like the Bengals, though, are the ones that you can easily look to and say they have done some, some really bad things. Their offense has been stupid. Their offensive line has been terrible. They lost two games by a combined, what, like six points or less? I mean, you... you you, it's. I know they're bad teams they lost to as well. I'm not excusing that. I'm saying if anybody's going to turn around this season, it'd be them. I don't. I'm with you though. I think Titans and Colts didn't have a chance to begin with, and Raiders. I'm not very high on. Maybe some people were higher on them. I think those three teams are cooked. You have really fallen out of love with Derek Carr. Oh yeah, I'm done with you. Them. Would come on we're this done. show every single Monday. We're done. And you would make out with him. Well, not anymore. Broke up with them. Rapid fire number three. All right, rank the following former Alabama quarterbacks from best to worst in regards to their NFL abilities. Tua, Jalen Hurts, and Mac Jones. Well, Mac Jones is last, right? Prisoner of the moment, yes, I agree with you. Uh, I'm going to go with Tua 1, Jalen Hurts 2, and then Mac Jones. That's what I have, too. But again, I acknowledge I'm probably just basing a lot of that off of what I'm seeing in the last... Well, the first couple weeks of the season, I guess that's what we have to well, go Well, you, you have to. Right. Rapid fire number four. Do you think the 49ers will have a better season with Jimmy G as their quarterback instead of Trey Lance? I don't know what Trey Lance was going to be. I guess it was all speculation, but... I mean, I, okay, yes. Well, here here's the... Here's the way I'm looking at it. Because there's the Colin Cowherd, I'm telling you, Trey Lance is a bum. Well, I, I don't know that. Maybe he does. Maybe he's smarter than all of us, even though... Colin does kind of get things wrong on college football all the time. All I, uh, you know, as far as like what he projected before the guy even comes out, let alone then when he gets the NFL. All I know is this: Trey Lance to me was a fifty-fifty proposition. Could have been great, could have been terrible. Jury's out. We we won't know for at least another year. Jimmy G, you do know what you're getting, and so I think in that way I will say yes. They probably have a slightly better season this year with him because your ceiling's probably not as high, but your lows are not as low, and you probably end up being a easy playoff team and go from there. I think that's where you are with Jimmy G. Maybe you're a Super Bowl winner with Trey Lance, but we won't find that out. Rapid fire number five. All right. What sports moment would you quantum leap back into putting things right that once went wrong? Now, this is a takeoff of Quantum Leap. They rebooted the show and it was about you know this uh, scientist and he would leap into the past and do some situation and he would have to try to correct a situation. So do okay. that with the sports moment. Now, Teddy told me this question before the show. Okay. And whenever I gave my answer, he would yell at me and say that's not in the spirit of the question. Because what I kept saying was I would go back in time to a player that had a particularly huge game against my team. Things didn't work out. 
mm-hmm. and I would go back in time before that game and murder said player. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not how Quantum Leap That's not in the spirit <laughs> no. of Quantum Leap. But Quantum, that's what I would probably do is go back in time and murder. I got to say it's a little harsh. Like, I mean, I don't want to see players have good games against my team, but I wouldn't want them to then be murdered because of it. I think I'd rather that just right, be how like, about a, this? how about this? It doesn't you, happen. You kidnap them and then you keep them in a secure location until the game is over and then you set them free. How about yeah, that? But again, you're probably going to have to do something pretty harsh to get them to be kidnapped because last time I checked, you and I are not professional athletes. I'm guessing most professional athletes would be strong enough to have us not kidnap them. So that, again, now we hire Cosby to drug them. Okay. Cosby we got drugs a lot of them. moving pieces there. We throw them in a van. That is in the NBC family, though. So Quantum Leap, that works. You could actually just get a little crossover event. Dr. I never, Hux- I never, Dr. Huxtable shows up. <laughs> well, Huxtable had that right. office in the basement. Yeah, that's true. Sort of away from everybody. And what do you think he was what, doing down there? He was quantum leaping and then drugging people, clearly. He had pregnant women going in and out of his basement. That's his, see? That Cosby show had, we all should have known. Could have been. All right, what would you do? Science. I mean, I would, I would kidnap and I wouldn't, murder, but I wouldn't what would you murder do? anyone? Shock. I know you're going to be finding that shocking, but I would, instead, what I would do is this I would uh, go back to 2015. I would talk to old Steve Clark for the Columbus crew, and I'd say, hey, Steve, second minute of the game. Just if you're thinking, like, let's be casual with the ball on our foot, let's kind of just dilly dally around back there, six feet in front of the goal. And then as you see someone charging at you, maybe you just are like, well, I'll kick it away. This has never been a problem for me before. I'm going to say, don't do that. I'm going to say, as soon as you get the ball, kick it quickly away from you every time in this game, just to be safe, just to be safe. And maybe that goes differently. Maybe the crew win MLS Cup in 2015. What would you do, Teddy, if you could quantum leap? Uh, the thing that came to my mind was um, I'd go back to 1998, the Buckeyes playing Michigan State and leap into like Nate Clements or maybe somebody around him on that uh, punt where he got the punt. The Buckeyes were up 24 to 9, I believe, and the punt hits Nate and then Michigan State recovers. They go on and they rally. Oh, that and was they the beat start the of the rally. Yeah. If they, you know, hey, get out of the way or, you know, yell, whatever, you know. You don't even have to be him. You could and just be like a. You could be a guy on the sidelines who's just like let leave it alone. Like yeah, yeah, that's your out, job. Yeah, yeah, get out of the way. Exactly. You're and the get out of the way guy. He doesn't get hit, and then the Buckeyes take over around midfield or whatever, and then they win that game comfortably, and then and they, they go probably on go and, win a national right, how about, how about championship. This, how about this? Here's what I do. Okay. You know, Tim Biakabatuka had a day. Okay. Oh boy. Hey, 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 no, wait, right. wait a second. I'm. Right. I got something good. All right. Okay. I'm not going to kill him. I'm not going. None of that. Thank good. Okay. Whoever Michigan played the week before Ohio State that year, I don't mm. remember who they played. But during that game, I sneak into the Michigan locker room mm-hmm. and I put a lot of cocaine in Tim Biakabatuka's locker. <laughs> then they find it. Oh, they suspend I see. him. I see. He doesn't play against the Buckeyes. Crisis averted. Actually, how about that? You wouldn't even have to go that far. In 1990, when was that? 1995? Is that 95 that year, I want to say? Whatever year it was, you walk in and basically like, hey, I'm here with Tim Biakabatuka's endorsement check for this local car dealership. Where do I, it's got his name on it. He signed, he agreed to do this. And oh, is that, or is that illegal? And then he's suspended for the season. You just ride, he actually is out of college football at that point. Now they would be like, oh, you go right over here. Actually put it in his car from that dealership. Just leave it there. I want to star in a show called Uncomfortably Harsh Quantum Leap with Common Man. 
What is <laughs> that's not the quantum leap music? And what does that mean? Uncomfortably harsh. You know, it's like, oh, he he fixed it. It's like, no, I really take care of the problem. <laughs> the episode would be five minutes long. I would just quantum leap back in time and kill people. Problem solved. That's quantum leap meets Punisher. That seems like a little bit too much, I think. Maybe we're not ready for that yet. Uh, Ryan Day with his presser today. You will hear from the coach coming up next. Colin Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Quantum leap and kill you. Anyway, some some slowdowns out there, I swear, on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Plan on some heavy backups in the meantime. And more delays in Route 315 southbound between Kinnear Road and 3rd Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Taco Bell's nachos are loaded with melty cheese and nacho cheese sauce plus Frenchy Fiesta strip seasoned beans, tomatoes, and sour cream on top. Or try them spicy with jalapenos and a creamy chipotle sauce. Get them today at a participating Taco Bell location near you. Only an array with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Uncomfortably talking about food. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. This is Man and Bone. Now, we were talking about Quantum Leap. Yes. I didn't watch the show. Scott Bakula was on the show, right? Yeah. Did you watch it? Uh, I saw a couple episodes. I don't remember much about it. So, did like, obviously he didn't. See, this is what I would make the show. Episode one, Scott Bakula goes back in time, kills baby Hitler. Did he do that? No, I don't think they were ready for that in like late 80s, Why? early 90s That's network the first television. thing you would do is go back. Oh, there's Hitler. And you strangle Hitler to death episode over you prevent the holocaust what's the problem as i remember it things were a little lower stakes than that ted i don't think they yeah. did a whole lot of like epic but if you have changing the power events, to travel to quantum leap back in time wouldn't you go ahead and prevent the biggest atrocities on earth but he couldn't control it actually it just you know it's like mind of its own when it was jumping him so they didn't have full control of it so they couldn't the whole thing was they were trying to get him back home and, and he kept just kept jumping him to jumping different places, to different places. Oh, okay. they yeah they weren't saying okay now we're going back to you know nazi germany or they could yeah yeah they so they would jump he would jump around more or less to try to get home but it was always conveniently into a scenario that made for an entertaining like hour of television <laughs> it did it yeah it was amazing out, but it was like there's there's a protagonist there's a clear motive for everybody involved there's someone who's usually like an attractive looking person with someone he was helping out I there's see. like an uglier meaner looking person was who he was not helping out and so that that was usually set up very well by this randomly generated like they never quantum leaped him into a horrible person's body where he was like murdering everyone now and then they were like ah you need to stop like usually that didn't happen all these ideas like you remember uh early edition remember that show i do remember that where the guy got the newspaper from a cat a day early i think a cat would bring it to him every day so then he he went around trying to prevent bad things from happening because he saw the early edition of the paper Yet yeah. if I were him, I would just turn right to the stock section and the lottery numbers. That's all I would do. Be like, ah, save a murder. 
Who cares? Well, then it'd be like... Papa's going to win some cash. Day one, the cat brings you the newspaper, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do some good. Keep bringing this. And then, like, day two, you're like, ah, never mind. Screw you, cat. I'm good. Mega Millions was last night. We are good. Uh, here is Ryan Day talking about needing to win tough against teams like Wisconsin. Yeah, like I said, it's it's kind of the epitome of the Big Ten. You're going to get this when you get in the conference play, and we knew that. That's that's why we talked about this going into the game. You know, we know their style of play, and, and that's not uh, unique to Wisconsin. So uh, we have to be able to play in these styles of games. Uh, what, else you, what else you want to hear? I don't know what else you got. I got everything. All right. Well, give how me about, something. How about uh, CJ's ability to extend plays this year? That sounds how about, good. How about that? Well, I think you, you can see the work that he's done in the offseason just with his body, his movement, quickness, speed, strength. I think he showed a couple things in this past game. You know, he scrambled at one point and got us to third and manageable. He uh, pulled the ball on a, on a run. We picked up you know, about four or five yards, and then you saw a couple more extended plays where he was breaking the pocket and looking downfield. And, and so I think I think in, on that drive, he had one to Cade, and then he had one to Julian for the touchdown. So And he can do it left. He can do it right. You know, he's... He's been doing a nice job of that. See, he specifically mentioned in that that he pulled the ball on a run and picked up four to five yards. Because mm-hmm. whenever I bring up why doesn't CJ run once in a while, take what's given to him, what I will hear from some people is, because Ryan Day won't let him. That's that's BS. Well, I, I've been one of those people that thinks there had to be something with the coach doing it. No, there's not something with the coach doing it. He just hasn't done it. Ryan Day wants him to take the yardage that's in front of him. That doesn't mean be reckless. Okay, well then, I mean, doesn't that still come back on the... I'm not trying to like start a debate or anything on this, but isn't that kind of on Ryan Day a little bit to say, hey, do this. What's he supposed like, to do? Go out during the game with his bull whip and say, you run for that first down. No, you got... No, you go and say, hi, uh, this is Toledo. We're benching you. Do what I ask. Like, please, I need yeah, to see this. Guy's thrown for 320 yards in five minutes. Yeah, We're benching you. That's right, because walk-ons weren't able to go out there against Toledo and put on Bo Jackson highlight reels. Like, anybody could have gone out there and done this. I'm saying that that whole idea of I want you to do something, and yet for a year and a half, I've just been like, I don't know how to tell CJ he needs to run the ball more. Well, then go tell him. Like, get in his face He's about it. Let's him. go. He's told sure. Him. Ryan's got the beard again. Oh, is that right? Because that's, he, why he's, that's what he's doing? Well, whenever I get a little bit of stubble, you know what I do? I I lay Samantha on the ground and I tickle her with my stubble okay. on her stomach. I see. I picture Ryan Day doing that in the quarterback room <laughs> with okay. C.J. Stroud. I got to tell you. You run the ball or I'm going to tickle you with my beard. I have not pictured him doing that ever. But I just, mean, maybe, just me? maybe I should. Maybe I should. Maybe my life would be more fulfilled if I did. That's how Jim Knowles gets the best out of his guys, too. His <laughs> <laughs> <Just> tickles. <laughs> Listen to my daughter. She's a great singer. Maybe a wet willy. Oh, Beyonce Knowles? <laughs> I got it. My Thank gal. you, buddy. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some delays to watch out for. Traffic is slow on I-71 southbound between Weber Road and 11th Avenue. Plan on some backups in that area. And tap the brakes in Route 315 southbound between Kinnear Road and 3rd Avenue. Traffic is slow there as well. Traffic report is sponsored by Staples Store. Staples Print Marketing Services help small businesses create bold signs to make big impressions. Right now, get $10 off custom printed signs, banners, and posters when you spend $50 or more. Offer ends October 1st. Visit staples.com slash this is your sign for details. This is your sign to print big at Staples. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Bitch. <laughs> 
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Man is kneading his dough. Take that for what it's worth. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Game show coming up at 534. What's the game this week, Bone? Uh, We are doing all about fall trivia, so... Got some fairly interesting little tidbits about autumn as we are about to enter that season this week. I'm pretty excited about it. Police in Las Vegas said yesterday they're investigating allegations that a fan in the stands struck Kyler Murray amid celebrations of Arizona's 29-23 overtime victory against the Raiders. Murray was high-fiving front-row spectators following Brian Murphy Jr.'s game-ending fumble return when a man appeared to reach out and smack Murray in the face with an open hand. Video showed Murray appearing stunned but not injured, then attempting to identify the alleged attacker in the mostly happy crowd. Yeah, um, I think this goes without saying. Please do not hit anyone if you are a fan. Like, don't hit anyone in the stands. Don't hit players. Don't do any of that. Like, please stop. Right. That's bad. When we are talking about, and we did earlier today, when Miles Garrett complains that Browns fans are booing, or Ben Roethlisberger says it's unfair to boo Mitch Trubisky, and we rip those guys for their stupid takes, and fans should somehow be on the payroll, even though they've paid money to be at this game, I have no problem with booing in the stands. Slapping a guy in the face? Yeah. Throwing awful. something? Even booing? Look, booing in certain situations is okay. Like booing as a general sense where the whole stadium, maybe right. you're just mad booing, about an outcome. Booing in the stadium, fine. If you happen to see Miles Garrett in the grocery store and he's shopping for fruit, don't boo him. It's well, inappropriate. Right. I mean, I also think, too, there are even limits of if you're sitting low enough and close enough that the person or people that you're booing could hear you. And all if you're sitting there just like, boo, and you're just kind of yelling it, up into the you know atmosphere of the fans booing. That's that to me is even different than if you're sitting three or four rows off the field and Miles Garrett walks by or Denzel Ward walks by and you're like, hey, you suck. You are awful. I hate you. Like stuff like that is even to me. That's way above and beyond the booing, the expressing displeasure. That goes beyond when you're getting into a personal attack, and then certainly above that is when you're physically attacking someone either by throwing something at them or trying to hit them. Like. I just, none of that is okay. Never do that. And I hope they do find who this is. I hope they get banned for life from the stadium. And I hope they go to jail for assault. I didn't play football. That was not something I did even as a Ute. No. But one thing I'm astonished by all the time, like Kyler Murray takes his helmet off and he's got nine pounds of hair under that. Oh, you're saying because it gets crammed in there? Right. He's right. And he's not the only one, but I've seen guys just... They cram all their hair in there. Then they take off their helmet and the hair almost explodes. Saying, oh my God, thank God. Thank God, air. (laughs) It's hot in those helmets. You're playing in heat. I don't know why anybody wants to play with all that hair. I'd be shaving my head every single year. As someone who does not 
regularly wear a helmet. I do not know the answer for that. I mean, maybe it does help a little bit because maybe, you know, the, the padding and stuff sitting right on your head. Like I have a hat on right now, but it largely rests on the, you know, the the band around the bottom of the hat. That's what's sitting on my head. Everything else is just kind of up above it, right? Like it's not actually all resting on my head. I would think if you're wearing a helmet and it's all just compressed to your bald head, maybe after a while that doesn't feel great. Maybe you like to have a little something in between. Like Bobby. Bobby played with the long hair. Yeah, but it flowed out from the bottom. I don't think it was, to your point, like it wasn't as as poofy up top. All right, fair like enough. Like you have a fuller head of hair up top. Well, right. mine would be... Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Has a nice full head of hair. If he puts that under a helmet, I, I assume that gets compressed and maybe doesn't feel good. Rundown. Let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center. Part of the 5G T-Mobile Network. Monday Night Football last night. Bills blow out the Titans. Titans look like trash. Bills are living up to the hype. First two weeks of the season, it looks like they can't be beat. Uh, Josh Allen did anything he wanted to do. Did not. I think he ran one time. The entire game. He was back there in the pocket. Stephon Diggs was running around. We are seeing some bad secondary play in the National Football League through two weeks. I understand rules are tilted towards the offense. I'll be the first one to complain about that. But you've got guys running wide open down the field. So much busted coverage. We had busted coverage in this game. We had busted coverage with the Vikings and the Eagles in the later game. But Stephon Diggs, how you lose a guy like Stephon Diggs... 14 targets on the evening for him. And yet there were a couple occasions where the defense forgot he was on the field. He was so wide open. Yeah. I I don't know how that happens either. And to your point about how good the bills have been, this is tough to do. I feel like when you've had a whole off season where everyone's saying they, they are the team. Like, yes, we know who went to the super bowl. We know all about that. We're not afraid to mention that the Bengals and Rams are going to be good again, or that was the thinking going into the season. But the thought was the Bills are are right there. They are they are equally there with those teams, and they will be the team that could go to the Super Bowl. You hear all that in the preseason. I know the Bills had a lot of motivation to change that narrative of what happened last year and the year before. But at the end of the day, going out and dominating people like they have the first two weeks, that, that says something to the focus of the team. That says something to, obviously, how well it's constructed. But it's not just about being constructed well. It's about going out and executing. And they're doing everything right right now. I guess the only fear you have if you're a Bills fan is are they going to be able to be this this clean, effective everything when it comes playoff time, which is feels like an eternity away if you're a Bills fan, doesn't it? It feels like that couldn't get here soon enough. Let's just get all this done and get to the Super Bowl because we want to try to do that immediately. Instead, you got a whole NFL season where there's all kinds of ups and downs, and you know you're in for those. Eagles look good against the Vikings. Kirk Cousins was not good, as he's normally not good on Monday Night Football. He... Uh, falls to 2-10 and ten in his Monday night football career. Yes, his receivers had a couple drops, but he also made some god-awful throws, resulting in awful picks. Jalen Hurts was the complete opposite. He was using his legs, he was using his arm, throwing the deep ball. He did everything last night. Yeah, he did. And he he's turning around a little bit of the narrative. I know a lot of people were higher on him coming into this season, but... You know, there's been questions about, is he for real? Is that a thing? Are the Eagles going to be as good as advertised? Two weeks in, overreacting to this stuff, they look as good as advertised. They look even better than I I would say I was advertised to. I thought the Eagles would be, you know, middle of the pack kind of team. Maybe that will be how it shakes out. But that Vikings team, very up and down right now. Hard to get a gauge on them. 
Speaking of busted coverage, you know, the Browns made many mistakes down the stretch against the Jets. One of them was just letting Corey Davis run down the field, lost in coverage for a 66-yard touchdown from Joe Flacco. You saw the Browns players pointing at themselves or pointing at their teammates. It wasn't me. What are you doing? I'm doing What's going on? Denzel Ward said, it wasn't my coverage, but I'll take the blame for it. So, so he's telling you it's not his fault, but he'll take the blame. So he's not taking how the blame. generous of you to blame your teammates and then say, but yeah, go ahead and say it's my fault. That's uh, he fine. says he was playing the flat in the cover two. He had coverage on the tight end. The only other person on that side of the field was Grant Delpit, and he's not taking the blame for it either. He also said, I'm not going to play the blame game with my teammates, insinuating that it right. wasn't him. If you're. <laughs> I'm not going to blame my teammates for this. I'm not going to do that, even though you know I could, because it's their fault. It's kind of the unsaid part of that quote. is like, I'm not going to play the blame game. We get what you're doing, though. You are saying it's not your fault. If it was your fault, you'd say, it's on me. Now, Nick Chubb today said, it's my fault. I should have fallen down. That's on me. Kevin Stefanski said, it's my fault. I should have told him to fall down. That's on me. Like That is actually taking the blame, as opposed to saying, I don't want to play the blame game for those idiots who all screwed this up. But uh, they know who they are. Uh, Denzel Ward, remember, he's taking the blame for it. He also went on social media yesterday and says, I was only targeted one time yesterday. A lot of fake news out there. People don't know what they don't know. Okay. Yeah, I wonder. It wasn't his fault. I wonder how much. I I don't want to read too much into things, but that's, I guess, what we do when there's one game a week and then you follow it all week and you talk about it. When you have an epic collapse like that. Yeah, read into it. My I know. Friend. Well, and overthinking it a little bit probably is what I'm doing too. But it feels like a lot of players on the Browns on the defense side of the football, at least, are very quick to say, "I want everyone to know how I am in the right." The team, I can't speak for that, but for me, it's very important. You know, I didn't screw up, and that's not usually a sign of good cohesion in a locker room. That's not usually a sign of a team that is together on things. Usually, that's a sign of a team that is more in it for themselves than they are for the good of the team. And I know it's pro sports. I know all these guys are millionaires. But still, you do see teams that end up being great championship-winning teams that put aside those personal differences, put aside whose fault was what. They work on it internally. They do have those moments internally where they discuss what went wrong. But they don't go out in the media to the fans. You know, the fans, they occasionally look down upon and say, how dare you boo us like Miles Garrett did. They go to the fans to tell you it's not their fault, but they don't want to go to the fans when it's like, hey, I actually am the one who screwed up. Nick Chubb did that. Kevin Stefanski did that. But defensive side of the football, you're not seeing a lot of that right now. NFL continues just to draw ridiculous numbers. CBS late NFL window. This was when the Bengals and Cowboys were on CBS for most of the country. On Sunday, that time slot, that window, Drew 27.389 million people. It's a ridiculous Rando number. week two, 27 million people. By comparison, you know, college football is doing okay with their television deals and drawing numbers. Penn State Auburn on CBS was the most watched college football game of last week with just over 4 million. 4.054 million. CBS late NFL window, 27 million people. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's it's a big number and it is it is clear to me that as we've seen time and time again the NFL seemingly has nothing that can stop people from watching it 
I mean, I remember a few years ago where everyone was going to be off the NFL for one reason or another, either because, oh, pandemic's changing viewing habits or people are mad about something the NFL did or they're boycotting it for this reason or that reason. The NFL's never been stronger. And and you can put games on streaming. Maybe that will eventually cut into the numbers. I don't know. But given everything we're seeing as of right now, I would be shocked if that number is, you know, one or two million people or significantly lower. It may not be as big as 27 million people on CBS, but Amazon streaming numbers, I'm guessing even they will be propped up a bit by this NFL popularity. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center, part of the 5G T-Mobile Network. Some big changes coming to the NBA and college basketball. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a crash blocking the ramp to 17th Avenue from I-71 southbound. There are police on scene trying to get things clear, but please be cautious. The off-ramp is blocked in the meantime. Plan on some heavy backups as cars begin to build in this area. This traffic report is sponsored by Lowe's. Don't miss the energy savings event at Lowe's. Save energy and save money on select major appliances, including Whirlpool. Selection varies by location. Exclusions apply. Visit Lowe's.com for details. Valid through 928. Only an with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. No filler guests, no intelligence, and most of the time, no sports. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. Happy Tuesday. So glad you've tuned in. Three hours a day, every single day. Tell your friends how stupid we are. All right, the NBA is about to make a significant move. They're about to drop the uh, age requirement so that you have to be out of high school for a year. This will impact, of course, the NBA, but it also impacts college basketball. Yeah, it does significantly. So uh, Shams Karania reported this yesterday that NBA is in advanced talks to do that with their new CBA to lower the age from 19 to 18 and remove the requirement that you have to wait a year from when your high school class would have completed one year of college. So and, and that would open it back up to, again, LeBron James, Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant, guys who came into the league during the time when that was allowed previously, we'd be back to that era. Now, the the CBA is not open yet. It expires after the 2023-2024 season. So not this coming off season, but the next off season, that's when this would go into effect, most likely, assuming this is hammered out and the CBA is agreed to. How long has this been in play? That's a good question. I, I want to say it's been, I mean, close to, 15 or 20 years, but maybe I'm misremembering no, that. No, I think you're right because, well, when was Odin recruited? Because he would have gone right to the yeah, NBA. Yeah, Greg Odin was 2006. All right, seven. well, it's 2022. Right, him and Kevin, Darn- Kevin Garnett played at Texas. And so, yeah, you're right. Those guys would have definitely not been, they would have been no doubt NBA top picks anyway. So, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fall, like you said, for the NBA uh, there's also fallout for college basketball. So a couple of things that I would think, you know, you'd want to keep an eye on for college basketball. Number one is that you're just not going to see the same level of talent in college basketball. 
that doesn't necessarily mean the basketball will be bad in the you know in college basketball, right? If you have a guy who is destined for the NBA, knows they're going for one year, and then in that one year they are just trying number one to maintain their draft status as being a top five player and get a big contract and all that stuff. That might be a little different than the guy who's like a fourth year player who's developed over the years, knew he was going to be a college player for a long time. And then that guy in his third or fourth year is suddenly starting to turn the corner to become a borderline NBA player. That guy might, you know, take the next steps. But meanwhile, you get four years of that player developing, getting better for you. And maybe the overall talent level goes down, but that also might mean you have guys who are a little more dedicated to learning the offense, getting more involved, picking up some defensive habits they haven't had before because they didn't need them, that kind of stuff. Maybe you get better college basketball players out of it a little bit. Teddy, when did the rule first come into effect? 2005 was the last draft that took players right from high school. Okay, okay 2005. I remember having this conversation on the air at that time when they changed the rule. And we were talking about all different sorts of scenarios. So let me ask you, are you in favor of just, hey, man, people make their decisions. You come right out of high school, you can go pro. If you decide to come to college, but you have a fantastic freshman year, after that freshman year, you can go pro. Or would you rather see, you can go pro right after high school, but if you decide to go play college basketball, you've got to make a two or three year commitment. Do you want to see something like that? I mean, I don't necessarily need that to happen, but I'm sure that would be better for college basketball if it did. No, it, it definitely would. But I mean, you know, ultimately, we, yeah, it's hard. To, it's hard to say, right? Because I like the NBA more than I like college basketball. I love Ohio State basketball, but generally, outside of Ohio State and the Big Ten, I watch more NBA basketball. So for me, I would like to see the NBA product be as good as possible. But that's because I'm a regular NBA watcher. If you're someone who only watches college basketball, you don't care about the NBA, then obviously you would say, I want the three and uh, one, either none or three. You want the college football rule, essentially. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know if there would be a swing that way. I don't see college basketball being able to get that done. Well, Maybe they and I would. don't, I don't necessarily like the college football rule either. I think it was put in place many years ago when, you know, it was thought these guys weren't ready to go play in the NFL. And I don't, I don't think they'd be first-round picks by any means. But you can't tell me that NFL teams wouldn't draft some of these monster high school guys. Well, they pe- would. People look at guys who play high, or, you know, high school football. A senior coming out, they go, "Oh man, he could get, he'd get destroyed. He'd get physically eaten up in the NFL." And then they look at guys like Julian Edelman, and they're like, "Dude." What a great player he was, man. <laughs> that little undersized dude, Cole Beasley, those guys. Like, there are undersized guys who find ways to make a living in the NFL. Now, sure, they got developed throughout their college careers, but my point being, the physical size you bring to the table is not the only thing. But there are dudes coming out of high school now who come 6'3, 260. They're good. Like, they, well, it's not just they're not going to get size. They're not going to get physically torn up any, any more than a college junior is, right. right? Let's not talk about straight out of high school, but last year. You know and I know Jackson Smith and Jigba was the best receiver on that team. Yeah. If he was eligible and he went to the draft, he would be a first-round pick. You don't think Marvin Harrison Jr. right now would be a top-10 pick based on, again, it's a few weeks, right? But look at the resume he's put up so Absolute, far this year. Absolutely right. He'd have he'd have everyone drooling if he's, and I, he's not eligible right till next year. I'm not, I think, I'm not wrong next on year, that. Yeah, yeah, he's got another year. Yeah. I'm saying, like, he could go now. That's, I for me as someone who just, in general, like, if I don't have a, dog in the fight one way or the other, I'm going to say, do right by the players. So, for the players, 
college or pro, the best option is to have options. If you do, if you do right by the players, you don't lock them in. Yeah, you don't say you have to go for three years or you completely skip it. Now, this is also something a little intriguing about when they open this up. 2024 draft should be one where if you're a team that's mediocre in 2023 to 2024, that NBA season, be as awful as you can. Oh, I'm sure that'll be the plan. Hire whoever, hire, I don't know, Mike Munchak to run your team. Don't even hire a basketball coach. Hire a football coach because you want to be as awful as you can so that you get as many picks as possible for 2024 because then you're getting all the high schoolers that had to go a year in 2023. So you're getting that talent pool of top round guys. And then the 2024 class that would be going to college and isn't, you're getting two classes of number one picks, basically. That's just a bounty for the NBA in one year. So if you're a bad team, you trade away all your assets to try to get three top 10 picks if you can, because you may load up on three Kevin Durant's for all we know. Like that's, that's the potential of that 2024 draft with this rule change. I wonder, I'd I'd love to hear Chris Holtman talk about how this would change the way he does his job or would it? I tend to think, and I, I don't mean this in a bad way. I tend to think it changes things more for the Duke, Kansas schools that yeah, you're probably right. Schools that get three or four of those guys who might consider going to the draft right out of high school, as opposed to Ohio State's going to get one of those guys every few years. You're going to get you know every well, two or three class, years. You know he's getting the best players in Ohio, but there's and, probably and you get a guy usually sometimes outside of Ohio who's really good who comes in. Well, that's that's but my happened. point is this is the best class he's ever had. This incoming class. From just a ranking standpoint. Right. But none of these guys would probably be good enough to be first round picks in the NBA coming right out of high school. Yeah. I'm saying that I think now maybe he looks at it the other way of, well, now the Dukes and Kentuckys are going to press a little harder for those guys that aren't. And that makes us tier. Yeah, that that could be the other side of it. But ultimately, uh, this is, I think, a good thing. I'm excited to see this happen. One question I did hear from people was. What would this do for Bronny James? Because Bronny James is, you know, thought like maybe he'll be that level of player that he could go right out of high school. And of course, dad wants to see him get to the NBA. No doubt an NBA team will draft Bronny to try to get dad to come play for them, right? But Bronny is not eligible until 2023. That's his graduating year. So this won't go into effect probably until 2024. So he would be one of those in that doubled up draft where he'd go to school for a year and then go on to the NBA if he's that good. Game show coming up next. Colin Mann and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find a crash still blocking the ramp to 17th Avenue from I-71 southbound. Caution is advised in this area. The ramp will remain closed until further notice. Keep an eye out for the police on scene. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Recycle your old technology free during Staples Free Tech Take Back. Items like old modems, mice, and mobile phones or cables, calculators, and camcorders. Staples Reward members get $5 back in rewards. Exclusions apply. Limit one reward per month. Visit staples.com slash recycling. Recycle at Staples. Eliana Ray with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. 
change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. Topic is on brand. This is Man and Bone. Hey, you know what tomorrow is? What's tomorrow? Wild Card Wednesday. Oh, excited for that. You can start wild carding us now if you want to, right? Yeah, if you want to. You could already tweet some stuff at Man and Bone 971. Get it in early. Set it and forget it. Off topic is on brand. That's what we're looking for tomorrow. Yeah. All right, game show time. Here we go, Mike. Uh, The end of the week, it'll be fall officially by the calendar. And it'll feel like fall at least a little bit because the temperatures are going to dip. After tomorrow, tomorrow, right? That's what after tomorrow is supposed to be, I think, 90, right? And then it goes down? Yeah. Okay. So, in honor of all that, we're going to do some fall trivia. So, here we go. Question number one. If you were born in the fall, are you smarter or dumber than people born in the spring? Well, I mean, I don't think this is a thing, but I'm sure you're going to tell me it is. So, uh-huh. I'm going to say you're smarter. That's right. According to research, research has shown that children who are born in autumn, anywhere between September and December, are more likely to do better in school and reach a good level of development than those born at other times of the year. Why? (laughs) I'm going to read you the very next sentence from the article that had this. It's not exactly clear why that is. Okay. All right. But I will get to why they may think some other things happen in a little bit later. There's some more questions along this line, so stay tuned. Uh, next up, does Starbucks' famous pumpkin spice latte contain any actual pumpkin? Yes or no? I'm I'm not a Starbucks guy. I'm going to say no. You're right. Wall Street Journal reported that the coffee chain's seasonal beverage has no real pumpkins, and a Starbucks spokeswoman said it contains the uh, her too. A Starbucks spokeswoman said it contains quote a natural and artificial pumpkin spice flavor. But that's the key. The spice flavor is what's in the pumpkin spice latte, not actual pumpkin, because that pumpkin spice flavor is cinnamon, nutmeg, dry ginger, cloves. Yeah. Has nothing to do with the squash flavor. I get it. Most people don't really enjoy the pumpkin flavor of pumpkin spice things. Pumpkin pie does not taste like pumpkin. It tastes like pumpkin spice. Uh, Next up, which myth or legend about fall involves kidnapping? Is it a Native American myth that involves kidnapping? A Mayan myth that involves kidnapping, or a Greek myth that involves kidnapping. I mean, I'm not familiar with As this As to myth. the origin of fall, one of those myths does give a kidnapping story to explain it. Let's go with the Mayans, Bone. Ooh, sorry. Greek mythology, the story of autumn I should have, is I should have gone with the Greeks. pretty different. Fall began when Persephone, the daughter of Demeter who is the goddess of nature and the harvest, Of course, was kidnapped by Hades. Persephone, the daughter, was the god of the underworld. He fell in love with Persephone and wanted her to be the queen of the underworld alongside him. Meanwhile, Demeter was so upset about her daughter being kidnapped that she caused all the crops on the planet to die until Persephone could return to, the, to mark the start of spring. So they believed that's why that happened every year, or at least that's the story that was made up about it. Next up, how many apples does it take to make one gallon of apple cider? 24, 36, or 48? Let's go with 48. Oh, sorry. I'm giving you too many choices. Three dozen, 36 apples. That's a big sell during the fall for apples. That's kind of when they come into season. Everybody wants them. Washington State, which is known for its apples, is expected to harvest 137.3 million boxes of apples 
this season. Let me tell you what I'm making this weekend. What are you making? My world famous, and by world famous, no one outside of my house has ever had it. Oh, okay. But if they did, it would be world famous apple cake. Apple cake? I make a delicious apple cake. How's that go? Is that it's like a, moist? Is that like a spongy cake with just little bits of apple, or That's is there right. like big chunks of it in there, no, more like a banana bread there's, type there's thing? There's some chunks of apple in there, but it's not. There's not a ton of apple in it. Okay, yeah, it's I, just very moist. I make it in the bunt pan. Ooh, yeah, wonderful. Okay, I, that sounds good. If you bring me a piece, I will definitely eat it. I'm if not you, bringing you a piece. I figured you wouldn't. Um, if you want to have a kid who's a pro athlete, is it a good thing or bad thing for them to be born in the fall? Well, you just told me that kids are smarter in the fall. Maybe they're dumb. Maybe they're terrible athletes, though. Well, I'm going to say yes. Fall's good for for athletic genes. You, you are right. Now, they, they feel like they have a handle on why this is. Researchers at the University of Essex in Great Britain found that kids born in the fall are more athletic because their mother, when pregnant, likely had a lot more exposure to sun, and the sun helped her body produce more vitamin D, which helped give the kids stronger bones. The kids' stronger bones allowed them to have fewer injuries in youth That's sports. very interesting. They were able to continue. His mom was very pregnant in the summertime. Yes. So apparently, if you want to have a kid that's going to be like the next Peyton Manning, get it on around the holidays when it comes to Christmas and New Year's and all that. That's very that's, good. That's about the time you want to get going, I guess. Yeah. Uh, next up, how do birds who hide seeds for the winter during the fall know where they stored all of the seeds. I'll give you two options, and you tell me which one it is. They remember the echo of their call based on tree position and use that to locate where they buried the nuts. Or their brains get physically bigger so they can store more memories and thus remember more things like where they buried all the seeds, thus their food for the winter. Which one is it? Their brains get physically bigger. I'm going to say they don't. I'm going to say it's the call. Sorry to tell you, you're oh, wrong. the brain is growing? The black-capped chickadee. You've you've seen a chickadee, if you don't know what it looks like. It's a little bird with a little black top to its head, and it's it's got a white little belly. Anyway, they're very tiny. But they say the cooler weather in the fall causes its hippocampus, the part of the brain that handles spatial organization and memory, to swell about 30%. And according to an assistant professor of biological sciences at Lehigh University, Colin Saldana... All these new nerve cells help to collect and hide massive amounts of seeds that it will rely on during the barren winter months. Very interesting. Yeah. They, this is all in Science Daily. I wish our brains grew 30%. Just to, like, ju- I would like it just for football season so I could do better at fantasy football and or gambling. And then it could go back to normal size for all the rest of the year. Uh, which of these traditional fall activities was once used to determine who you were going to marry? Bobbing for apples, eating pie... Or cleaning your combine harvester. I'm, I'm going to go with bobbing for apples. There you go. That's a good one. Uh, it actually started out as a British courting ritual. Males were assigned an apple and females would bob for them trying to get the right apple from the man she wanted. If she did, it meant they were destined to be together forever. So you'd say like, I hope Bob's apple is in here. And then if you got Jeff's apple, you're like, ah, damn it. And then that's it. But if you got Bob's apple, then you just went off into the cornfield and did it. Mm-hmm. Just that right there, you were married instantly. Uh, next up, what part of the tree has the most influence over leaf color? The roots, the bark, or the leaves themselves? I'm going to say the leaves themselves. That's correct. Fall leaf colors are caused by certain pigments in the leaves, and different kinds of trees produce different pigments. Uh, when you notice that there are purple and red leaves, that means 
Anthocyanins were produced heavily in the leaf, which means more sugars were produced in the leaf and means probably that the sugars were trapped in the leaves. They didn't stop photosynthesizing until very quickly. Usually if it gradually gets cooler, the leaves will like not have as much red and purple in them, they say, because they stop photosynthesizing. They turn more yellowish and orange. Red and purple means, oh, crap, it got really cold overnight and they just stopped photosynthesizing instantly and all that sugar is still trapped in the leaf. You know, the leaves by me are starting to change a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got a bunch of early change in trees by me. Yeah. And I like it. What's your favorite color? I'm a big sucker for the orange trees. When I see yeah, like I that like the orange, orange sunbursty, like yellow to orange to red, that that is a good mix there. But I like the orange a lot. There's some orange trees by me. They are big and they are beautiful. To the point where people will, I'll see them on the side of the road, stopping and taking pictures at these trees. Those people are me. Just so you know. You'll just stop at the side of the road and take what, pictures? Honest, honestly, I'm not joking. If if one of those leaves from those trees blows your way, like pick it up and bring it in. I will help you figure out what it is. We'll learn what kind of tree it is together. I'll bring my books in. I don't, I don't want to. We'll study the, yeah, come on. You have nature books now? I have a, I have a field. foliage books? I have a field guide. Just a basic little field guide. You walk around, you see a bird, you're like, what's that? You look it up, you go, that's, that's what that is. It's a goldfinch. There you go. Teddy, do you have a field guide? No, he doesn't have For a field your guide. nature conquests? I do not, but uh, Leanna is very excited about this because oh, I love, she yeah. has a lot of books like that. Oh, I, love tracking, I love tracking wildlife and wow, you nature and, and looking at all that stuff. I've got a book about nature. What do you have? Really, it's just a book where I've buried all the people I've killed. But still, it's a, it's a nature <laughs> map. You know, everyone needs a hobby that gets you outdoors. Yeah, I feel like right. it's a good time to go outdoors. You know, do you also have your hippocampus grow 30% so you can remember where well, all the dead know, bodies are? The, I, I don't really murder a lot in the summer because it's just too hot and humid <laughs> to be digging graves. The heat is murder. That's in what the I summer, mean. Right. And but then when it starts yeah. to get crispy crisp, you know, before the ground freezes, though, because then it's too hard to dig those graves. I got to tell you, I think it's good cover for murder is the the like logging attire where you wear like a flannel shirt, jeans, boots, big axe. Like, are you cutting firewoods? Like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. A little firewood for the winter. Mm-hmm. You got it. Yeah. That's all I'm see, doing. You know, the, the key is, see, people panic. They kill, and then they dig the grave. What you, what you have to dig, do is dig, dig the first. grave first. Of course. Because then you're dragging the body. You're just going to be too tired to dig a proper grave. Well, what if the ground freezes overnight? You had it all planned out, and then it's like, oh, now I'm going to shovel. Well, it's 34 degrees out. Mm-hmm. It's going to be pretty cold. It's going to be hard to do. Please check out my new podcast, Murdering Tips with the Common Man. Tips! Back page coming up. This is all jokes. All right. Stop, I hope so. I hope stop so. writing me letters. I hope they are it's all jokes. All jokes. It's calm stop. down. Common man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Yeah, we go from plants to murder. This is why we can't have nice things. All right, watch out for an accident blocking the left lane of I-71 southbound before Weber Road. Traffic is stop and go from Cook Road in this area. Plan about a 10-minute backup as things continue to build. Caution is advised. This traffic report is sponsored by AutoZone. It's time to say goodnight to that check engine light. With the free AutoZone Fix Finder service, it'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free so you can drive with peace of mind. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. 
Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hole. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. Bone man. How we doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. Looking forward to getting back in the chairs, breaking down that 77-point explosion, and all of a sudden we're in Big Ten week. Got Wisconsin to start it here Saturday. I saw that you uh, did some golfing this weekend. I did. How'd you do? I didn't play very well. but Who'd we, you play with? We got the job done. I, I'm doing this little club tournament that I've partaken in for the past few years, and we actually had sort of an easy road because it's a it's a two man it's a team event so it's two versus two double dude poop luge exactly the double luge and the other team split so one of them just chose to go ahead as a single deck was stacked against him and uh, we we whooped what our guy they Jeff split? they like split they, they broke up yeah they broke like up a, like, like a, the beatles like a band yes yeah they <laughs> i split. can't play golf with you yes yes wow there was, there was an incident. Oh, I didn't know that that... <laughs> what was the incident? Can you discuss? I, I don't have all the details about oh. the incident. There was just some... Was somebody sleeping with the other guy's no, wife? No, no, it wasn't, it wasn't anything like that. It was, just, it was just more like stupidity going on, and guys just chose to split up. Now I need to know. Somebody went ahead as a single, and his chances weren't good, and we closed him out six and four, so that was wow. nice. Meaning That's... six up with only four to play. So, game over. I see. Yeah. Got because there's no way you could come back. Exactly. Yeah, yeah we won sense. that final hole when we were dormy. Uh, well, very particular. Ask Panama Ted about what that means. Dormy. I don't, I don't even know that. It's one. a golf tournament. You, you could be. You could be like uh, Ricky and Fred <laughs> making this up for Lucy and Ethel now. <laughs> Just look at Ted for the nod. Oh, right? that's a stymie. Right? It's, it's legitimate. Yeah, it's dormy. Legitimate. Yeah. May I? What's, what's that mean, Panama Ted? That would be like if you were up by five with five to play it's then dormy. you're dormy yeah, yeah you'd you have can't, to win every yeah. single hole just to stay in the match oh. is it is it like this belongs in a dorm room it's dormy is that how we're saying is that what we're talking about or is it like door me like hit me but door me you, like, I, you, you want to know what the root this? of the word is I yeah i want no, the etymology of the word please i want that too can you use as it as a golfer i want that too i have no idea what the etymology of or the meaning this, of that let's is. get this word on the spelling bee so we can figure it out and so some kid who's going to be going to college when he's 14 can spell the word three different times and then win the tournament and all that it, stuff. it is d-o-r-m-i-e that is the spelling of it but i would okay. imagine there's some golf pros so maybe, out there that don't even know like it's why it's called that dormant and then we just did a dormy. u and like you were like ah, yeah go to the d hey, let's get some food doing there dormy like yeah. it's a birdie ah it's a birdie <laughs> I-E on the end of everything. (laughs) Eagly, yeah. Yeah, maybe it's hockey players who came up with Dormy. Like, hey, Jonesy. How's it going, Dormy? How you doing, Jonesy? Fitzy, (laughs) Smithy. (laughs) Hey, Jonesy, Bonesy. What's coming up on the Buckeye show? A lot of breakdown from, uh, like I said, that offensive explosion against Toledo with Tyvis in here. Some thoughts from Ryan Day as he had his press conference breaking that down and looking ahead. Uh, CJ Stroud had another great one today, so we'll talk about him as well. Two big hours. Buckeye show coming up next. Back page. Hit it. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. All right. There is some tea being spilled all over the place regarding Adam Levine, lead singer of Maroon 5. 
Also, judge on whatever music show it is where they turn around in the chair. The Voice. The Voice, that's right. Thank you. Anyway, Adam Levine apparently is alleged to have had an affair with Instagram model Sumner Stroh. She is alleging this. And on TikTok, shared some messages where she had been DM'd by Adam Levine and that Mm. they had hooked up. Now, this is problematic for many reasons. One of them is that Levine's wife, who is a model, by the way, Bahati Prinsloo. Bahati? Bahati. She is Bahati. And she is very Bahati. She's Bahati. Yes, but she is uh, a model in her own right. She confirmed the couple's third pregnancy with a photo of her bump saying, Mm. like, here we go. This is just three days ago. Mm. Sumner dropped a bombshell on TikTok in which she alleges they had an affair for, I think she said, a better part of a year. But then, after months of not talking, there were no discussions, nothing. Out of the blue in June, he DM'd her and said, apparently, hope you're okay with this serious question. We're having another baby, and if it's a boy, I really want to name it Sumner. You okay with that? Dead serious. And then she, of course, said, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. (laughs) So, <laughs> so he is, Oh God! He yeah. <laughs> so he Why is, is now, saying that at me. <laughs> he has now come out and denied that there was an affair, but that he crossed the line and lines were crossed and bad to cross lines. But what a maybe, way to maybe confront, not, huh? Maybe I mean again, have the affair bad enough with That's, pregnant wife? Even worse. Then uh, let's name naming, the baby naming after the kid that? after the mistress. That's like me, you know, texting Panama Ted and saying, "Hey, just want to know if I can name the next baby Milkman." <laughs> oh, that I okay see. with you? Because the Milkman's doing your wife. I mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's very or, observant. Are you, are you doing the Milkman? <laughs> <laughs> who's Who's doing who in this situation? And again, <laughs> I don't in know. every scenario, every time we everyone. bring this up, I want to know where the milkman lives and what job and, he has and other than you milk. Because mi- no one look, else gets their milk this way. Look, the milkman, he's all over the place, all right? He hits up different neighborhoods from time to time. He comes and goes. You don't know where he is. Mm. He changes people. He's not always Panama Ted. Changes people. Could be you He's sometimes. a lizard shapeshifter? No, no, no. He's, he, <laughs> yeah. Milkman's coming for you. Yes. Alex Jones here for the milkman. <laughs> Kyrie Irving, oh, very God. afraid of the milkman. Uh, Buckeye show's coming up next. Inside the crew at 8. Brown's preview show at 9. Timmy's wife does the milkman at 10. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An accident to watch out for. I-71 southbound before Weber Road. A crash blocking the left lane. Traffic is stopping. Go from Cook Road in this area. Plan about a 10-minute slowdown. And please use caution as things get cleaned up. This traffic report is sponsored by Discover. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards. Or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. Talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. On the NRA with fan traffic. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 
The Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, The Fan. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.